If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington, and today I am joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit. And hello, Ben. Nice to be back. We've been on split shifts for a few weeks, haven't we? Split shifts, crossing, passing like ships in the night. Uh, It's been nice there. Nice to have a break from you occasionally. Uh, That sounds mean. I don't mean it like that. Um, And we're also joined. You miss some more when you're all back together. Lovely. That's true. That is true. I have missed you. Uh, and we are also joined by a very, very special returning guest. It's Lucy. Um, she's the senior staff writer, what, uh, what to Watch Now, and a Rotten Tomatoes critic. Uh, welcome back to the show, Lucy. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me back. It's been a very long time. So It's been a long a time. Mm-hmm. I just realized I, I, I single named you as well. Lucy Buglas, isn't it? Yes. Why that is that? my name. Yes. yes. That is your Probably. name. Um, I, have I, again, I say this every time. Have I said it correct? You have, yeah. Oh, you just got 50, it now, ben. It's you a fifty-fifty. Yeah. Full confidence. I'm terrible. Yeah, lots of people I'm get terrible. it wrong, so you got it right. Well done. Thank you. Nailed it. Uh, I didn't want to sing. I didn't want to only single name you like Beyonce or Prince. Uh, you might like I mean, that. I mean, I don't know. That's your evolution. I'm like Ronaldo now. The Lucy. I mean, it's like just become Lucy. Yeah. Lucy. <laughs> I tell you what, Lucy. A little another change apart from you know dropping one of your names. Um, mm. The killers in this film are taller than the films we usually discuss with you, aren't they? <laughs> Lucy, little yes. wee girl or little people? Yes, yes. We have had a track record of talking about that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> talking about little ones. Wait, so it's only talking been orphan about... and and it's only been orphan twice, right? There's not been any other little ones. Oh, we had fright fest, but you know that's there that's already a medley. Killing people in there. <laughs> interesting yeah so, i mean i'd say if the three killers from this film all stood on each other's shoulders probably the tallest killer in any film we've discussed on the podcast so far oh true. we talked about godzilla he's real tall it's okay yeah, I mean, yeah. Godzilla's top five tall. 
he's mahusive, didn't he? Uh, mm. if, you, if you didn't, if you didn't realize already, we're talking about the strangers, um, who are lovely. They're they're very nice. They're very nice to. They're just <laughs> knocking on your door. Um, cold calling. Oh God, bloody oh, hell! Who's the real psychopaths are? Come on, should have known. <laughs> knocking on, at someone's door. Oh yuck! What happens in the ne- s- in the next one? Be phoning them. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, can I speak to the 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 head of the household, please? Not me. It's not me. Oh, see if my mum's in. Uh, and it was odd because with this film, I knew we had to cover it because we hadn't covered it before. And then I knew that somebody somewhere had said that this was one of their favourites. And I took a guess. It was, I it was an informed like, guess. Closed your eyes, walking through, the, walking through the corridors of Horror Hangout Towers, and then you open yeah. the door behind the strangers, and there's Lucy. With a yeah. sack on her head. Ready it to... was me all along. <laughs> it was you all along. Uh, I'm the so... one in the middle right there. Yeah, that's me. Oh, old sack man with a little smiley face. Why has he got such a different mask aesthetic to the other two? What's his face is too big for you can't buy one of those plastic like <laughs> Halloween masks that go over your face. His his eyes would be like hanging out the side. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It kind of ruins the aesthetic a bit, doesn't it? Like they've all decided let's all meet up in these these types of masks, like doll masks. And he's turned up with a sack on her head and they've gone. Oh, they've, oh, for they've arranged God. it. Maybe the elastic's <laughs> gone on his on his doll one. It's like oh, has anyone got a stapler? No, why would I bring a stapler to a murder? Well, I'll just have to wear the bag then. <laughs> well, we'll draw a smiley face on it at least. God, this is all going to be explored in the prequel to this film, which is before they were strangers. Which is about him um, shopping. Which is about him shopping and deciding mm-hmm. who they're going to kill. Anyone, anyone who's home. Uh, so, what is your your relationship with these films, then, Lucy? So, you're a big fan of the original. Do you remember when you first saw it? Yeah. So this was one of my um, when I was in school, like back in the day. Um, one of the first horror films that I remember watching. Um, picked it oh, up wow. from from HMB or something, and uh, and watched it. Well, not me. It would have been my mum that picked it up for me. Uh, and then I watched it and was like, "This is pretty cool." <laughs> oh. And then it was kind of like a gateway into like other horrors that I watched. So like, I remember watching this. I watched the first Saw film, and there was a bunch of others that kind of brainwashed me over the years. Um, so this is this this film is the reason I am the way that I am. So. Take that as you will. Oh, <laughs> lovely angel. Yeah, a lot. man. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Explains yeah. a lot. Uh, <laughs> I hope you don't just knock on a random people's houses and just like, can I come no. going in and put, putting your own music on? You know, thankfully for uh, for people in the neighborhood, I'm too lazy to do that. So, you know, they've, they've kind of, they're, they're lucky. <laughs> okay, knocking on the doors. I have a very specific <laughs> history with this film, Ben. <laughs> Those okay. to a little scary Ooh. story. I've got, I've got like my close to tell you this one. So, I first saw this film. Uh, it already, it was already out on, it was already on home video release by the time I saw it. I saw it on DVD and a film I bought while we lived in Poland, and we were there at the time. Bought, bought a DVD. Thought some horror films. It's getting to the right time of year. Got some horror films to watch. Um, most TV in Poland. Surprising, no one is in Polish, which we don't speak particularly well. So. It was a lot of watching movies um, if we were at home. So we sat one evening and we watched The Strangers in the run up to Halloween. Now, um, Poland in the winter, exceptionally cold, snowy, like it's uh, like it was, I think it was like late October, early November. So already it's quite dark in the evenings. It's cold. There's already snow on the ground. And we didn't know that many people. We weren't really going out much in the evening. So we were in for the night. Didn't know anyone who would just call around at a house. 
Um, and we lived in like a, uh, it was almost like a post-communist, like a like a big block of flats, big, heavy construction, like a concrete building, dark concrete stairs coming up to our flat. Flight was lovely inside, big steel door to get in. So really solid door. And then um, one evening that we were just there, we were settled in for the evening. It was not particularly, but it was already quite dark. And then a knock comes at the door, a little spy hole. And I went and looked out. No one. Light is uh, lights off in the corridor. Um, it was like automatic lights, so you would press a button, you get like thirty seconds of light before it goes off. Already pitch black out there, so no one. So I thought, oh, must have been the neighbours. Knocked on the wrong door. Carried on, or like you know, just someone coming back drunk or something like that. Just tapped on the door, walked off. Carried on back into the house. A few seconds later, another knock at the door. Went over. Could see no one through the through the spyglass. Put my eye to it shouted hello no answer whatsoever and then again went back and then another knock at the door like a big heavy like triple won't do it the dogs will bark but like a big heavy knock at the door so this time we got getting like a little bit concerned shouted hello again no no answer out of the door again we didn't know anyone we'd watched this film like two days before um so this knock coming at the door and um didn't know what to do about it didn't know anyone who would call around a house had only been there a couple of months spoke worse polish than we ever would after a year living there like we practically nothing at this point um just didn't really know what to do and these knocks keep coming at the door and it felt like ages in reality in hindsight it was probably five ten minutes but like it was knocks coming at the door all the time we didn't know what to do it's like we were clearly shouting hello and getting no answer at the door um so don't know what to do my wife just my girlfriend at the time was saying just leave it just leave it like it doesn't matter like it's a big heavy door no one can ever get in um but then i became increasingly freaked out because i was the the flat was all on one level and from the front door it was a straight walk through down one corridor with doors to the other rooms off the other side i was at the far end of the corridor away from the front door when i heard another knock and turned around and as i looked i could see there was light coming through the spy hole at the end of the road saying okay someone's actually out there now and then as i was watching it i could see like something slide across so someone was clearly covering the spy hole so you couldn't see who was through the door dodgy and as this went on we were getting more and more concerned more and more worried as to who it was that was at the door and why they were so persistently knocking they weren't saying anything when we answered didn't know anyone who would who would call for us. The only person we really knew were our boss and our colleagues who f- would phone us if they wanted anything. And like you know, started to get a little bit worried. And we thought, like, do we phone the police? But then I didn't even wasn't even sure of the number there, let alone what I would say to a police operator in Poland who wouldn't necessarily speak English. I had no idea. So we puzzled over this for a while, and these knocks at the door kept coming. And eventually, we came up with the very sensible plan that I would wait near the door and wait for the next knock, at which point I would fling the door open and be ready to backpedal quickly if I needed to, depending on who it was. Um, The first entryway from the corridor where our front door was, was the kitchen, um, which was about three, four paces from the front door. My wife was around, at the time girlfriend was around the corner from in the kitchen with a knife ready to stab the shit out of it was if it was an attacker. Oh god. It was one of the strangers, old Sackhead himself. So 
here we are waiting in the the, the semi-dark. We turned some of the lights off. Um, I think earlier, having decided we just maybe we just try to be pretend to be out. Um, another knock came at the door, big, like heavy, boom, 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 flung the door open into this corridor that was still, which was fully lighted. Someone was there with a thingy and like, well, what do you want? Like, and it was a uh, teenage Polish girl who said, uh, uh, obviously really put her back by the fact a uh, foreigner just flung the door open and shouted at her. She's like, uh, hi, is, uh, is Magda in? And I was like, no. And like slammed the door and she went yeah. away and it wasn't the strangers after all. It was just a girl that I eventually terrified by opening the door and shouting at but I tell you what, what a time! But Absolutely bricking it. For I just want to know why. What, what, what's she doing out there? Never yeah. saw her again. So yeah, why is she like, not, knocking was... on the door like a normal person? Why is she trying to freak you out? <laughs> I mean, that's what. And is Magda there? Well, the door. Is Magda there? Come up with a more believable Polish name, for God's sake! <laughs> that's what I'd come up with. Yeah, yeah. but we were absolutely bricked. So then I think, I mean, I enjoyed the film, but now that real life experience that followed directly after seeing it for the first time cemented in my memory to ever that time that we almost stabbed to death <laughs> someone who was just knocking on the wrong door but almost um, died yeah oh my god well i mean i didn't know where that story was going to go um you know yeah. I, I was thinking maybe it took you years off someone I feel like I've heard that story before, though. I can't remember if it was on this podcast. Or I might have person. told you about that as a spooky, as a spooky time. I sent it into, uh, sent it into a um, who spooky the podcast as well when they wanted listener stories and told them that story. <laughs> um, a... Yeah, terrifying experience. I've definitely. I think when the door knocks, like at a, at a certain time of night, um, it is it is proper dodgy. Where it's the strangers like... don't answer it. It's the bloody strangers, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and this this is definitely the kind of film I think if you watch it, it would probably would stick with you for a while. Like every time the door mm. knocked, um, and also these houses are so like, um, dimly lit. I feel like you just get a big light on, wouldn't you? You sit a big light on. Don't let anyone hide <laughs> in a corner. Have the big light on as many brightly coloured lights as yeah. possible. Yeah, get the big lights on. Have the dogs kicking off. Like all the all the things that like stuff. And I mean, again. I guess uniquely, I mean, probably uniquely US, if not just countryside places. Wouldn't get that living in London. These none of these abandoned houses, nearest neighbours on top of you. You'd be all right. Exactly. Mm. You would be okay. Um, and I know we are gonna talk about the uh the sequel to The Strangers a little bit as well. Um I, I, which we've all seen too, but I'm assuming The Strangers Go Camping. The strangers <laughs> go to a lovely American Butlins or something. I don't know. It's a Pontins. It's a Pontins. But Lucy, you said you're not as big a fan of, of that one. Yeah, it's it's just my natural bias towards sequels. I just think that the first one was so cool and so like you know, well, mm. not new, but like just, just like the first time we'd seen these three characters and whatever. Like just doing it again, I was kind of like it didn't really offer anything particularly new for me. Mm. Um, and I also liked the characters a lot less, which didn't help. Um, and just thought it was a bit, yeah, a, a, a bit sillier than, than the first one. Like the first one is a bit unserious in terms of look at it. Um, but but I do yeah. think like in in general, it's just a bit like just too <laughs> campy. It just didn't mm. really fit. Um, but that's just me. I mean, I I mean, you guys might like it, but it's just. Stylistically, got much, many nice things to say about it. <laughs> stylistically, it is like proper out there. They've gone from like mm -hmm. I know the concept. The concept is similar to a degree, but like the fact that they've got 
power ballads, neon soaked mm. like visuals and like some decisions that they make with the characters where I'm almost like, I don't like, obviously it's written by the guy who wrote the first one. So is that right? I think that's right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, I, yeah. But I just kept thinking, what if they gave this to another director and the other director was like, right, that's it. I'm just going to spoilers, of course, for the strangers pray at night, kill all the main, the main villains. Mm. It just seems like are you? I was like, are you allowed to do that? But then but again, there is the I joy suppose... in it. I guess they could be the you know they could be a big old gang, and that could be the holiday park chapter yeah. of the strangers. The original recipe strangers might still be at large. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's true. And if we don't see their faces, we don't have to worry about recasting. And maybe there is like some sort of like spooky supernatural element to it as well, where you're like, hang on, are they just bloody? Have they just? Are they back again? Well, that kind of does happen towards the end of uh, The Strangers Pray at Night. Uh, and I did want to mention, of course, there is a new trilogy of films coming out of The Strangers. <clears throat> and I was confused by this because I'd seen the first one. I'd never seen the sequel. I didn't really know. Like, you know, obviously the first one's very standalone and it doesn't really affect much else around it. It definitely doesn't set up a sequel in particular. I know it. I know easily a sequel is, is able to follow on from that. Uh, but yeah, so I didn't really know what this new trilogy was going to be. I was like, oh, The Strangers Chapter 1 sounds like it's going to be a prequel, but apparently not. So um, it's an upcoming slash film directed by Rennie Harlan, and it's the first installment of a new trilogy of standalone sequel films where Chapter 1 will follow a similar pre premise to the original, um, and the plot centers around a couple who come into contact with three psychopathic mass strangers while on a road trip. So maybe it's like... Just here's another time the strangers did that thing they do, and here's three films of it. Yeah, they could probably jigsaw it, couldn't they? If they wanted them all to fit in, they could say this all happens before between or between. Then and then. You could yeah, yeah. you could understand like <laughs> Mister Sackhead could get his love for eighties power ballads. Where do they? You know, where do, you know when do they do that? Do their truck up? What, all these things. Uh, yeah. Um practicing throwing something at someone's windscreen just so <laughs> so it always gets them and forces them to career into the a terrible final crash. the final shot of um well not the shot but the final bit final sequence in the strangers pray at night was very texas chainsaw massacre wasn't it uh i mean you say you... very exactly texas chainsaw massacre it was right? exactly <laughs> texas chainsaw massacre is what i'm saying all right maybe he loves power ballads because he's like ah oh, there was a great time when i murdered someone to this song it was oh, fantastic. Just, yeah, the the <laughs> memory triggering power of song. Yeah, I'm ready to kill again. Uh, okay, so yes, before we talk about that film, we will talk about horror news. Not all that much, but I've got a little bit to discuss. And if you've seen any stories this week, Christopher Nolan has said he'd really love to make a horror film, but he's looking for a really exceptional idea. And then this next quote was kind of got well, that line in particular has got horror fans up in arms so they're like oh yeah what because he says those are few and far between so i don't know if he means horror movie ideas that are good are few and far between or he means my Just idea for a horror in movie general. in general is few and far between because a lot of people have been going what do you know christopher nolan get your imax camera around this and stuff Ooh, um, how about christopher nolan you stay out of horror and just have some Properly passable dialogue in one of your films that the buddy subtitles on for a change. Got him. How's about that? Eh? How's about what you let you us see film? Tom Hardy's lips move? Right? How about about that? Eh? That'd be nice. Once in your bloody life, I'd love it. Yeah. How about you let Batman move his head when he's fighting? All right. He's <laughs> yeah. He's How like. 
They do. They do make him have a better neck in in, in the world of latter films. I mean, aside from this, I mean, I, unless one of you has an exact answer, is this just something I've heard, or is it, or is Christopher Nolan's brother an assassin? He's got two. There's one that helps him write things, and there's another one that may or may not be an assassin. What, like a wait, a real life assassin? Yeah, not a secret one, because that's terrible if everyone knows. I mean, who, if, knows if, who it, he is. if it's Googleable, then then we'll know it isn't. Googleable. It probably it probably is Googleable. That I mean that's pretty that's pretty cool if you're a family. So don't slag him off. Don't slag him off. If you at the random dinner table, directed any directed any good films lately, Chris? I've done something called Oppenheimer actually. It's actually people are loving it. Oh yeah, yeah. Done any good good assassinating lately? What's his name? <laughs> Do we know his name? No. The third assassin brother. There is fact check. Is Christopher Nolan's brother? Um there's an older brother. A hitman. Oh, a hitman. That's a, de- a hitman that's a, called that's Oppenheimer. A distinct, there's all a distinct diff- difference in hitman and assassin, right? Because we've played hitman and we've played Assassin's Creed. Loads of different stuff going on there. <laughs> okay, I'm if only you... reading the first line of this, but apparently in 2009, Matthew Nolan was arrested and charged with the murder of an accountant in Costa Rica. Oh, wow. do some more research on your own, everybody. And There's no just, time for that right has now. Has he just turned around and said, I'm an assassin? I reckon he's just killed someone. And to make <laughs> it sound cool, he's gone, I'm actually an assassin. So, you know, I'm a hitman. that needed to be done. I'm a hitman. Yeah, it's it's cooler when someone pays me to do it. Yeah. Mm. But his yeah. code name was Oppenheimer. How can maybe that's what gave his brother the idea for the film? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. I thought you were joking about that. Are you serious? For real. That's ridiculous. I bet he called himself Batman as well, did he? You hello. Did he leap off a building into a into a big hay bale as well and just to get away? <laughs> no. Great. Um, there we go. What what would so, yeah. a Christ, Christopher Nolan horror movie look like though? That's the thing. Mm. Um, non-linear time delivery. Um, yeah. Non-linear is good. I mean, Memento could be quite horror-ish if you added some. I don't know. I guess it is in a in a, a bit kind of in a way. There's some horrible stuff going on. Oh, don't get me wrong, like Christopher Nolan makes fabulous films. It would be an incredible spectacle. Yeah. But in other ways, there's lots of things I enjoy about horror, <laughs> which isn't this is the biggest production of its entire time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't tell you that any of my favorite horror movies are my favorite horror movies because they are such a huge big screen spectacle. Maybe it's you can because... go back to basics. Maybe you can go back to basics, you know? You try spending less than 100 million on a film for buddy once in your life, Chris. 99.5 million, and that's my final offer, is what he says. Um, okay, apart from that, another piece of news. Did you know Luc Besson is directing a film called Dracula? And it's about it's a retelling of Bram Stoker's gothic classic, something we definitely need. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's got Christoph Waltz in it, it's got <laughs> Caleb Landry Jones, whose face I recognize. I've seen him in stuff, I think he's in Nope as like the brother of the of the fa- in the family i believe apparently he's going to okay. be he's going to be dracula um an adaptation of bram stoker's dracula a retelling of the 15th century prince vladimir we all know the story don't we um so mm. i don't know if this is going to be and christopher chris christoph waltz sorry is going to be in it as well i don't know what his role is going to be but he's reunited with luke besson for the first time it's like he's a bit of van helsing he does christoph waltz doesn't he, he could do a van helsing yeah, yeah. Mm. Interesting. I mean, everyone has I'd... to have a go at doing Dracula, don't they? It's like jury service. If <laughs> if you get a letter, 
Is this like a prequel or a retelling of the early days? Because we've already seen that in Dracula Untold with, with Luke Evans, which was perfect. No, it wasn't. It wasn't very good, was it? If I remember correctly. Was it not? <laughs> I, don't, I don't I remember nothing about it apart from it wasn't very good. Dracula no. Untold. <laughs> Do you want to know about Dracula before he was Dracula? It's no dead and loving it. That's all I'm saying. Not really. Uh... I think I went to the cinema to watch Dracula Untold, you know? Oh, and you could have seen it in 3D if you were, if you're up for that. Oh, God. Speaking of 3D, though. All the bats coming at your face. Whoa. <laughs> and Dracula News. Way. I believe. Dracula News? More Dracula if, News? Yeah, more Dracula News. I mean, not contemporary Dracula News, but I know it was on February's release list for Shudder. You can now, if you haven't already, watch Dario Argento's Dracula. Oh, um, from the year 2000, Dracula 3D in some territories. It's on Shudder as of this month. Maybe they're already. I'll have a, I'll have a little Googs oh in a minute God. and see exactly when it Interesting. is. But if you haven't already experienced Dario Argento's Dracula, my goodness. <laughs> my goodness. I haven't. He's got some powers to. in this. This Dracula, watched... it'll, put, it'll punch someone's head off. He's got more transformations. Um Quick pop quiz. What what things can Dracula transform into, everybody? Ben, you can go first. Bat. Lucy, so, any more Dracula transformations? That's the only one that I've got, god damn it. I don't know. You can, you can turn into like a wolfman thing. You can turn into a wolfman thing. A pile of rats. Turn, you can turn old, into a big old. pile of rats. Yeah. Um, you know what he turns into in this one. Uh, I give you 100 guesses, you never get it. Big giant praying mantis that chops a man's head off. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh my god! But like I mean, a big, I'm gonna watch like, it now. Like a man-sized one, like a scyther gets him. A praying man, a praying man-sized mantis. Um, yeah. I recently watched Dario Argento's Panico, the 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 documentary about all his films. Didn't mention his Dracula film once. It's probably a whole episode for that. That's probably the follow-up. It's Honestly, just a film. oh, you think there's going to be a sequel for it? It's quite, okay, it's, it's I'm quite, getting it's on. Quite, it's quite a time. I'm getting it on the list because. Yeah, now I'm in. I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood for that. Let's do it. More Draculas. Lovely. Anything else uh, in the news, Ben? So, I don't know. So apparently, there's going to be a movie, a new shark movie from the director of Deep Blue Sea. It's called <gasps> Deep Water, which I feel like there are about nine films called that. But 25 years after the release of Deep Blue Sea, director Rennie Harlan is headed back to shark-infested waters with the upcoming Deep Water, starring Aaron Eckhart and Ben Kingsley. Can you believe it? Um, I feel like Aaron Eckhart is like an alternate universe version of Thomas Tom Jane. Jane. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I think he is. Come um, from the same cloth. Yeah. <laughs> Tells the story of an eclectic group of international passengers whose plane en route from Los Angeles to Shanghai is forced to make an emergency landing in shark infested waters. I mean, terrible. Do you think that would be uh, the what If you're on a plane, they think you'd, you'd probably get on a plane thinking you're entirely safe from sharks. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're, they're stuck on a sinking plane as a frenzy of sharks are drawn to the wreckage. Yeah, why not? Let's give it a go. And I'm up for that. I'm sold upon that. Um, yeah, sounds sounds mad. But he, he did he did also direct a Nightmare on Elm Street film, didn't he? Did you know that, Andy? Which one's that? Number four, Dream Master. Dream Master, the next one we're due to cover, Ben. Yeah, we better get on it, haven't we? We better the get next on it. Next Freddy film we're due to cover. Also, Are you a fan of a creature movie, Lucy? Do you like a shark attack? 
Not in your life, yeah. in, in your entertainment. <laughs> well, n- no, not in real life. Um, I have a soft spot for the really shit ones, though. So, like, things like yeah. Sharknado, um, any any shark to put, any kind of weird sci-fi film to put on at, like, two in the morning. <laughs> Three-headed shark attack with the whole love Hogan's it, daughter. I want six-headed shark attack. I want as many heads as you can put on a shark. Um, I think they're brilliant. Um, but I do like... versus mega shark with um, <laughs> yep. with Kratos yep. himself. That's a good one. Uh, well, good. Um, I've seen like I mean I love Deep Blue Sea and I love things like Jaws and I love stuff like that. But I just think the shit are the better. Like I think mm. if you're gonna do a shark film, it should just be out there because yeah, we've yeah. kind of seen it all before. You know, I want I want to see something mental. We just want uh, to see sharks yeah. in a place we've not seen sharks before, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, sharks like just there. put them somewhere. Like there's a one called Sand Shark where they can literally be in the sand. Yeah, yeah. that's and an old, that's an old one. It's Ouija Shark where I guess one gets oh, some yeah. of the Ouija board. There's Ghost Shark where they can appear <laughs> from anything that is water. They just teleport through it like the Candyman. Oh, um, where he's in the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet there's an Amityville shark. (laughs) I feel like Christopher Nolan looking for any good um, horror movie idea that a truly unique place we haven't seen sharks before. That's few and far between these days. Yeah, that's true. Where? Where? Just in your house? In a a shopping centre? There is. It's called Bait. That's the one. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah, I've seen that one. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, maybe a really specific place in the shopping center, uh, the Argos. Yeah. Argus. <laughs> oh, and the, the the trailer would be someone flicking through the catalog, and then they type in the number of something that they want. Because even if and it's a full... shark comes up, the conveyor belt he really chops them. Because even if off. it was full to brim yeah. water in there, you'd still be able to look at the catalog because it was laminated. Yeah, it'd be perfectly safe. <laughs> oh no! How we order the things we need to escape? How we know that we're in stock? I'll use the little stock checker. Great stuff. I think we've got it. I would watch that. Mm -hmm. Chris Nolan, I know you're out there listening. Please get in touch. Hit us up. I mean, if you, I tell you what, we'll strike a deal with you now. If you'll agree to make, we'll workshop the name Argus Shark, then we will give you, we'll throw in Boo Year's Eve. Well, like one word Argus Shark. Yeah, Argus Shark. Mm -hmm. This is great. This is fantastic. Let's do it. Mm. That's uh, that's all I got for news. No one else has got any news. Uh, what have you been watching, news. everybody? Non horror news. Uh, yeah. So what we've been watching? Has anybody seen anything in the last seven days? Or Lucy it could be more than seven days, seeing as you're not on the show every week. Anything horror Very or true. horror adjacent that you would like to recommend at all? Mm. I did watch the Burning Girls, which is very good. Um, oh, but they've oh. they've since taken it off Paramount Plus. I don't actually know how you can watch it, which is very annoying. Oh, no. Um, but it's basically like about a priest who goes back to her old like town and it's very like folklore kind of stuff. It's got Samantha Morton in it, it's very good. Okay. Um oh, nice. but I don't know where to watch it because Paramount Plus were just like, nah. Don't know why Paramount they did that. Plus, how dare you? <laughs> I know, how right? Um it might be on my five in the UK actually, but I don't know for anybody else like out there listening. Mm. Um so I watched the Burn- Burning Girls. I watched um What's it called? I love when you're blank in the middle of a podcast. It's great. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Fool Me Once, which isn't a horror. It's oh, a very yeah. That's like a Netflix thriller. thing. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Like, like, don't get me wrong. It's a very, very typical, like, Harlan Corbin, like, thriller. But it's it's a good binge watch you one. Uh, that was fun. 
Um, and then aside from that, I've been watching a lot of trash TV, really. Um, just because sometimes you need it. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. Mm, watch a lot of rubbish. Watch a lot of things like catfish, um, stuff like that. We've discussed that before. Sometimes. We've discussed catfish, catfish mm. before. I spent mm-hmm. 90% of that film not sure it wasn't a horror. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Like the, the the original documentary does feel very horror like, yeah. Yeah. Very mm. weird. You feel he's gonna get there and it's gonna be Deborah Logan who's been chatting to him. He's gonna internet. get stabbed or something, yeah. But no, yeah. like cat when people say what you've been watching, it's usually always catfish, it's called easy. Catfish. <laughs> I, f- I feel like we've discussed catfish before. I, we probably it, have. It has got it this, every episode I feel like has got if it, it pans out almost exactly the same way every episode. It's only like every mm-hmm. ten episodes something mad happens that you're not expecting. But I never get bored of it, ever. Mm, I go, same. what's that? Someone's just scamming you for money. Great. I'll, I'm I'm interested. Or that? they've lied. lied. They've lied, it's, but they've got a good it's heart. It's your ex-husband again. Oh shit! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, it's the friend. Every time. Every time. <laughs> it's the friend who got in touch with the show. It's her. It was her all along. Oh. I'd love it if yeah. I watched it just once and it was like a dog. Like yeah. the end of Silent Hill two, just pulling when those levers. <laughs> When it's something mad, it is fantastic because it's like finding a, a a true diamond in the rough where you're like, oh, mm. this is this is epic. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I love it. It's a big old pile of rats that have got into clothes. It's <laughs> all... <laughs> and they're using the internet. They've somehow got the internet, the bloody bastards. They're ever so advanced. They live in such proximity to people they've mastered it. Yeah. The only yeah, sewer rats. The only I eat it up every season. Love it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing times. Oh, you might have seen this, Andy. I don't know. Have you seen Destroy All Neighbors? I did. I did see Destroy All Neighbors. Destroy very neighbors. quickly a few weeks ago. What did you reckon, Ben? Now you've caught. You up did with mention it. it already. Well, sorry, Andy. Did you? Did, was I here? I, I only remember. mentioned it very quickly. Um, oh, how quickly we're we talking? Destroy All Neighbors. Like saw Destroy Neighbors. It's real good. Yeah. All right. Well, I finally saw Destroy All Neighbors. I say finally. It's only been out a couple of weeks, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very goofy. Lots of fun cameos. Uh, Fun practical effects, uh, yeah, I liked it. You liked it too, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Like Alex Winter is almost unrecognizable in the amount of prosthetics they put him, and he has another cameo in a normal role it's as well. Absolutely but, uh... unbelievable that that is Alex Winter. Yeah, I I was just like, excuse me, there's absolutely no way. For ages, I was like, I could I could swear to God it? that is Robert De Niro. That's what I kept thinking. That's Robert De Niro. There's no way that's anyone else. No, it's Alex Winter. He does love prosthetics, and he's done that a few times in in Bill yeah, and Ted. It was it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I I yeah. like the comedy. I I really like Jonah, who the you know the main character Jonah. He was in the latest series of Mystery Science Theater as well, and you know it's a good laugh. Awesome, Talented musician yeah. as well. Oh, do you reckon he did? He was involved in a lot of the music. Yeah, he in, does a lot of the music. Up. He does a few musical numbers in Mystery Science Theater. There's, he does an excellent song, which you should also look up. It's like uh, every monster has a country, where he does like a lovely freestyle, quite fast-paced rap song about all of the folklore monsters in every country of the world. Very, very That's good. amazing. That's lovely. I'd love to hear that. Um, and the only other thing I watch, which isn't horror, but I'll mention it anyway, is the Iron Claw, uh, the new wrestling movie with Zac Efron and uh, what's his flavor from the bear that everyone's loving because he's in that Calvin Klein's pants advert uh, Jeremy Allen White mm, that guy who also looks like Gene Wilder a young Gene Wilder I keep thinking he should have been Wonka maybe more attractive mm. but 
but a, a, a young Gene Wilder. The Iron Claw, so the story of the Von Erich family, which is like a big, horrible real life tragedy. Um, it's actually mad the kind of stuff, the kind of stuff that happened to this family. And I'd seen it on a documentary before. Um, and if you're like into wrestling, I think you're all, you always know um, the story of that. But it is a heart wrenching. Like, I mean, there's a couple of scenes in particular. Zach, I mean, Zach Efron is is great. Just the emotional and physical de demanding performances that must have gone into it. Um, and yeah, I think I think if you like The Wrestler, which I guess, I think if you like any film where there's like a sort of, it's not like a down and out, but it's a very sort of intense, emotional sports story. I think if you yeah. like anything like that, you're going to enjoy this. So some really great cinematic storytelling and... It's very, as sometimes you know when films sometimes are like set in the seventies and eighties and you're like yeah but I don't quite believe it but with this I felt <laughs> like I was right there even even when they've got uh what's the song that's always in the bloody eighties films the, don't fear the reaper the oyster the, cult don't fear the reaper don't blow oyster was it cult. on as soon, it really was as soon as that <laughs> plays as soon as that song plays you know you what you're in for just imagine that so you need to hear I think it's in the trailer so. I don't know where the the members of Blue Oyster Cult are today but I'm sure. They retired comfortably on all of the yeah. royalties from every film soundtrack that song has been on. I mean, I haven't seen many of the films that have been nominated for Oscars, so I probably can't speak upon it. But I think The Iron Claw and Poor Things were two films that I was desperate to see that the US kind of got last year. Um, and I've been blown away by, by both of them. They're probably like, they would have easily been maybe like my top one and two films of last year if I'd seen them last year. So starting off 2024 very strongly with uh oh, zach efron good. with zach efron six pack and pecs and mad hair <laughs> <laughs> have you seen anything andy um not so much as i had in recent weeks ben's with a couple of absolute bonanzas um but yeah a couple of bits i saw i saw unholy um aka jeffrey dean morgan versus jump scares um oh, God. that's what happens basically there is someone Poor chipping Jeff. about um doing miracles and jeffrey d morgan is a disgraced reporter who thinks this will be a good story because this girl really starts performing miracles unfortunately the saint is not mary aka jesus's mom doing doing miracles it's a horrible demon who just happens to have the same name and is all it amongst is. it doing bad miracles with with power to steal people's souls and to jump scare Jeffrey Dean Morgan about eight times. Um, oh. Yeah. I'd How probably give a more negative opinion of it than, than it is. It's it's fine. But it wasn't, it wasn't is this, expressly is this fairly new. Is this fairly new, this film? Uh, a couple of years, maybe. Maybe last yeah. year. 2021, it looks like. The Unholy. Um, okay. Yeah, a couple of years. It's all right. If it, it's a proper film, I think if it was on telly late at night, you'd probably sit through it. It's okay. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I mean, there's a real life horror that will that will finish on. I, I had to experience this for my uh, myself. But a bit of TV. Um, again, not directly horror, but you know, plenty of gore and scary scenes. I've started season two of Halo. Um, the first series of Halo, I like Halo just enough to get the most out of. Um. I like Halo enough that I go, oh, that's the sound of that weapon I like from the game. And oh, I know who that is. I recognize your face. 
but I don't like it so much that it lose that I lose my mind. He took his helmet off. I can't take it. I like it just enough. I'm in that sweet <laughs> spot. And the mm. second series has started really well. The action's really solid. There are people getting killed by like invisible aliens in like a spooky, misty scene in the like the opening, like the cold open of the new series. It's mm. a lot of fun. I like a bit of sci-fi and I like a bit of Halo. So that is that's just bloody lovely. Um but other than that, um couple of things i watched yesterday i've been trying to catch up on some films over joe and so i watched i'd say this is horror adjacent it's got haunting in the title i watched the haunting in venice uh yesterday so what hercule yeah. poro's been up to leans into a bit of the supernatural a little bit bit of a fun mystery i love a murder mystery and oh, yeah. um he's a decent poro is that guy um old kenneth brown i enjoyed that just fine Big back however brown. none of the horrors will compare to had to go and do it lads i've had to go and see just how bad madam webb was oh no oh, I'm god so sorry. no way <laughs> oh i haven't actually spoken to anyone in real life yet who's seen it so have you both seen it no but i've heard terrible terrible things terrible oh, things okay i had to go and see it i think the strongest piece of marketing that i've actually seen for this movie is something i saw on facebook where it was like Guess which nine of these unbelievable things actually happens in Madam Web, and then at the bottom <laughs> it says, "Just joking, they all do." Oh, uh, every That's single one of them, and I had to watch it. And honestly, every interview I've seen with Dakota Dakota Johnson, certainly, yeah, yeah, every interview I've seen, it's like she has no idea that she was even in the film. Like she just goes, like people keep asking her questions, like, "What do you think about this?" That happened in the film. She's like, "What?" <laughs> She's like, "Did?" It? <laughs> and I think they even say at one point, "Can you name the t- the three Spider-Man movies starring um, Tom Holland?" Which is a bit mean. It's almost it's the equivalent of see- seeing someone with a band T-shirt on and saying, "Name three songs right now." But she said something like, "That being said, not to be not to be gatekeepy, but just thinking of the thinking of the things. Surely, with any foresight, you know, when you're interviewing any kind of like." genre yeah. or geek media that you're saying that you are setting your cast member up for a fall if your production team didn't go oh and by the way you don't have to watch these three films you don't have to care about them but i'm just yeah. going to prompt you on what these titles are so you <laughs> with your regular human brain can remember these mm-hmm. so people don't take the piss out of our movie that we'd like to make money from um i feel much like in the way that we have um you know, documentaries about the fire festival and things like that. Now you may well see conversations about this. I have rarely, seldom in all of my career, Ben, seen a film <laughs> that has so cynically been made to try and cash in on a thing with such a lack of understanding maybe about what it's actually meant to be about or what people actually like about the thing. I mean it is yeah, I've not heard good things. I've heard. I mean, I'm not gonna. I would like to see it out of like curiosity now. I That's why like I had to. That's why I had yeah. to. I was at a loose end. How is it still happening now? Time. How is it still happening? Like, I know Sony haven't got the greatest track record recently with their um, Spider-Man adjacent films, but still, I've heard that like all the shots from the trailer of like Spider Women suited up is just a just a, a vision or something. Someone has Correct. a vision. <laughs> It's just like, oh, I can't wait to see all the Spider-Women suited up. 
you won't because it's just well, yeah you will someone... see conceptually what they will look like in the future in a dream but not contemporary <laughs> contemporaneous <laughs> to what the actions of this film um Ter- terrible terrible villain wow yeah a, ter- a terrible villain who looks at who dresses in a um dresses in a costume which looks very much like a spider-man costume a good a good like decade before spider-man is born i mean again i feel like i can mercilessly do spoilers for this song Peter Parker is born but not named during the course of this film. You see him. Someone say what? Doesn't someone say what? You're going to name your kid? They don't say it very subtly. And she, she, what are you going to name this kid then? I like alliteration in my day. I don't know about you. And Uncle Ben is in it. (laughs) I'm going to call him. um, Who who plays Uncle Ben in this? Um, watch Adam Scott. Oh, oh, ah! I think I remember reading that there was potentially, um. I mean, he's he not identified as Uncle, Uncle ben. ben, but his he is his name is Ben Parker, and his sister goes into labour and has a and has a baby, and it only pointed out like at one point that um her husband, who's not cast in the film, and Peter Parker's dad, his name is Richard Parker, like the tiger that was on that boat with that boy in India. <laughs> Richard Parker, <laughs> yeah. tiger with two names. I love that. Um, yeah. So honestly. I mean, by all accounts, I will recommend that you don't pay to see this movie, but it is <laughs> excellent acting curiosity for you to um yeah you to have experienced it at least once, like I say, absolute cynical filmmaker. And also like I feel they've almost deliberately tried to make her character unlikable and unrelatable. Like again, I'll I'll give you one more point and then I've spoken about this film far too much than it more than it deserves already, but there is one moment early on where she's a she's a paramedic. She's a paramedic. She drives around in an ambulance, and having saved a family, there is a bit very early on in the film where a little boy goes to give her a picture that he's drawn while in hospital as a thank you for dealing with it. And I know it's designed to lean into the fact that she doesn't understand how it is to have family because her mom died in a cave while giving birth to after being shot by the man who had ultimately tried to steal the spider powers. Um, but Christ, that but, is... But to, to, rele- to reveal the <laughs> fact that she doesn't know how to deal with family, she doesn't know as a fully functioning adult in a society that holds down a job and manages her friends that what to do when a kid offers you a picture that you don't really want. She's like, what do I Eat even it. do with it? I'm like, just... And Uncle Ben even says, just accept the picture, take it away with you, and if you don't yeah, want to keep it, get rid of it another time. <laughs> but Absolutely she looks at this left. kid like he's holding an active grenade. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, honestly. It's, it's, it's diabolical. That may have I am curious now. I'm, I'm gonna... very curious. I'm not yeah, going to spend okay. money on it, but yeah, I think the, the first yeah. chance I get when it's on like when it's on it. something that you already have immediate access to, and mm. I would say absolute prime real estate for when you're also doing something else. Get the switch on, get the mm-hmm. get, get like you know get get a secondary piece of something actually entertaining to stop <laughs> you uh to stop you drifting on this one because also painfully long. <laughs> like, is it? How long is it? I think it's yeah. like, I think it's like an hour fifty. Oh, an hour fifty-five maybe. Yeah, that is Bloody that hell. is mad. Bloody hell, Madam Web. 
Um, okay, is that it? Yeah, apart from that, just the just the film of the week. I feel like everything else comparatively now, absolute A plus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so apart from that, we've seen the film of the week, which is The Strangers, um, which is a 2008 American psychological horror film written and directed by Brian Bertino. It follows a couple portrayed by Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman. We've seen this guy before, haven't we, Andy? Uh, who yeah. stay at a vacation home is disrupted by three masked intruders who infiltrate the home one night. Um, this is the first installment in the Strangers film series. So we've only had two so far, so, you know. Um, Ratings-wise, we have got um, 6.1 on IMDb, 49% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience score, 40, 48% critic score. Very close. Letterbox 2.6 and some choice reviews from Letterboxd. Ellie says, this review... No, no, that's I've copied the wrong bit. It says, this review might, might contain spoilers. It doesn't really... <laughs> Everything that happens in this film is absolute karma for proposing at someone else's wedding. Three stars. In a really half-assed way as well. Like, do oh, you want to marry me or what? Isn't Just show you like the that? box. Just show you the box. That's piss poor, that is. <laughs> could have been uh, your last roller in there, mate. Don't mug <laughs> me up. You could have a little, yeah. a, little fle- a little flea circus in there. One of them. Uh, <laughs> that's three stars, she gives it. Ronya <laughs> says... Can't believe people actually answer the door. Laughing my ass off. Grow up. Don't answer the door ever is what you Don't answer the door ever. Hide behind the sofa. Text message saying you're expecting a parcel today and it's within that window. Yeah. Have you ever hidden like behind the sofa or any other piece of furniture to hide from someone who's at the door? Ever. I must have at some point. Yeah, I mean... You've got to stay very quiet. You've got to brass it out, Ben. Had a lovely chat with the Mormons about Futurama for 20 minutes once. What are you doing? Watch your Futurama. What's your favorite episode? (laughs) Anyway, mate, we must get on. (laughs) We must get on, mate. That's all right. We're trying to get people to join our religion. They're not here to chat to you about what you're watching. Futurama. (laughs) I think maybe I hid. I think I maybe hid from someone I didn't want to go out and play football with at one point. I remember. There was like a new kid who like moved into the in, into the street, and for some reason, I just like he was constantly, constantly asking me to play football with him, and I enjoyed it for a degree. But one day, I just had enough, and he knocked on the door, and I just went straight behind the sofa. Hid. I didn't live on my own either, so someone else probably answered the door. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your mum's like, "Yeah, he's behind the sofa. I just get him." He's behind the sofa. What's he doing back there? What a madman! <laughs> um, okay, Tobias says. Felt like I could relate to Liv Tyler in this because I would probably cry if someone came into my house and started playing music I didn't like. Three stars. <laughs> On the gramophone. Real. On the bloody gramophone. That bit when the record was skipping. Abrasive. I didn't enjoy that. Uh, Josiah mm. says, what I thought was going to happen to me as a kid when my mum took an unusually long time to get home after grocery shopping and I was home alone. Two stars. It's true, isn't it? I remember like being home alone and it's starting to get dark and being like, that's it. Someone, so immediately the second it goes dark, someone's gonna mm-hmm. break in and kill me. Yeah. That fella from that fella from Unbreakable is gonna turn up. You do and say, "Light your house." The next thing you know, handcuffed to a radiator, waiting oh. for Bruce Willis to come get you. Come on, Bruce Willis, get the poncho on and save us. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, obviously we've talked about our relationship with this film. Um, I'd I had seen it before, 
I reckon maybe like just once before. And I remember like quite liking it. I, it wasn't like one of my favorites or anything like that. Uh, but I'd never seen the sequel before. Uh, you seen this before, Andy? Only that time that then was followed on by the by the horrors. I've not watched it since that day when I've lived <laughs> the real life strangers experience. Oh. I yeah, see. I genuinely just don't think we can beat Andy on this one. To be honest, I mean, no, <laughs> none of can. our stories will, 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 you know, ever match up to that ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the film that almost inspired me to kill a kill a child. Yeah, you almost went to Polish prison. <laughs> yeah, join me next oh, no. time when we, if we ever get a <laughs> convenient story of a spooky time in a pub, I'll tell you about the time. <laughs> me and my now wife almost killed an old man. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> Brilliant. I think you've told us that one before as well. I might have told it to you. Yeah. Well, then again, we've done done three hundred episodes. <laughs> three hundred episodes. You might replay stories. I hope yeah. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop you there, Andy. You've told us this story before, so uh, if you yeah, want to, so listen to it, it, unless you've got episode. an encyclopedic knowledge and say, yeah, if you want to go back to to episode seventy eight where we <laughs> talked about the old man and the soup kettle, then um, then then you can find it there. But otherwise, we'll save it for a pub related. Um, one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the strangers. What we got cast wise? Uh, we've got Liv Tyler as Kristen McKay, Scott Speedman as James Hoyt. Scott Speedman, of course, we we watched a few episodes. Okay, ago. Michael Michael Corvino, and he doesn't turn into a werewolf vampire hybrid in this one. No, he doesn't. But I just kept thinking. I think we slated his acting a bit in Underworld, didn't we? Um, I cannot say, unfortunately, Mister Speedman. That I was that much more impressed this time around. Sorry about that. I lo- I usually like Liv Tyler in stuff in anything. Lord of the Rings, uh, Armageddon. Am I missing something major? Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Yeah, um, unless it's one of those things, isn't it? That like I think you say the name lame Liv Tyler, and my initial instinctive reaction was been like, okay, she's a bit of stunt casting sometimes, following Armageddon. But no, been in loads of like incredibly popular films yeah oh and of course james gunn's classic he's in super she's in super oh yeah oh my god of course yeah um again in this film i uh, a bit one note for me a bit i mean i get it you you she's acting exactly how you probably would act if free masked psychopaths came into your house um, on the day you've just turned down a a proposal and yeah. then you're kind of wondering I... if it's going to ruin your relationship. Should I just go on with it and just drag my feet over the admin? Yeah, probably. Just say yes, Liv Tyler. <laughs> Not signing no. anything. The thing is, we don't know about this relationship, do we? Like, we don't know the ins and outs of this relationship. I kept thinking that. I feel. I, I kept thinking. I feel a tad sorry for him, but at the same time, we don't know the ins and outs of this relationship. He could have been a right asshole for a long time, and he's gone. I'm finally going to propose to try and, and she's gone. Actually, you know what? I'd rather shit in my hands and clap than marry you. <laughs> She's having a lovely time. They went and he was carrying her out, and she's going, "Oh, I'm having a bloody yeah. lovely time." There was an extreme change in mood from that. I don't know about you guys, right? So I just all I could think about during this whole thing was that there was a massive tub of ice cream on the table, <laughs> melting. <laughs> That's all I could think about. Put it in the fridge. Put it in the fridge. <laughs> At least slow the, fridge. the process. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a log fire going. That room would be roasting. Yeah, he said they're yeah. gonna light a fire for you. I was like, well, someone put the ice cream away. I couldn't even tell what flavor it was. I wanted to know. It, t- it did proper get me in the mood for ice cream, though. I yeah, was, I was bang on it. 
Should have been Chekhov's ice cream. They could have drowned one of them in it at the end because it would have melted and it would have spit in nicely. Chekhov's ice cream. Yeah, that would have been good. Oh, that would have um, been good. Mm. If you leave ice cream on the table in Act 1, someone's drowning in that pot in Act 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and the rest of the cast is made up of people who played a math, the mass psychopaths. I don't think there's anyone. And uh, Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dennis. Oh, my yeah, God. Dennis that was so this. That was so strange. <laughs> when I first saw this film, I had no idea who Dennis Reynolds was. And obviously, <laughs> watching it now, it really cut the tension <laughs> for me. Yeah, I've seen him in a lot. I mean, I saw him in Blackberry recently, which was good as well. I enjoyed that. Um, but God, oh, he's yeah. had a strange career, that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this was like, it was a random sort of thing. But even though mm. I'd seen this before, I, I definitely remember the first time around kind of knowing what I, what was going to happen. Um, you know, yeah, terrifying. Um, <laughs> Forcing you to basically Mr. Bean kill your own brother. <laughs> a proper Mr. Bean kill. And then go out and go, was that my brother? Please don't be oh. my brother. Hopefully it's just someone dressed like him. Someone dressed like he dresses and looked like he... Oh, it's my brother. Bloody hell. Don't look. Oh, you'd be livid, wouldn't you? You'd be so angry with yourself. <laughs> a bit like when you drop your phone and it's your fault that it's cracked. It's like, no one to blame but myself in that one. Fucking hell. The like the violence in this film is very like matter of fact and kind of like difficult to watch, almost like in a video nasty type of way. Um, kind of reminds me of that scene in Zodiac as well, where the Zodiac killer just ties up that couple and just starts stabbing them in the back. Especially yeah. like the last scene, just that act of just like he's he's here only to only to kill you, and there's nothing you could do to get get out of it. Um, he reveling in it essentially and just enjoying the moment so much fact that he takes off his sack head in this film I mean so we can get a good look at it no peripheral I keep thinking about his peripheral vision especially when he was underwater in the sequel as well I was like he ain't gonna yeah. be able to see anything yeah. that's going on surely that, that's like if that, that sack's gonna get waterlogged it's gonna waterboard you when you're already underwater <laughs> Baffin, that's a double waterboarding yeah this is this or maybe that's obviously... maybe it being waterlogged is how how he survives being on fire for so fucking long. <laughs> oh my god! What was this is post Batman Begins as well, isn't it? So this is like three years after Batman Begins. So we've already seen Scarecrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of Sackhead. Not saying that that is an exclusively Sackhead's in vogue. Sackhead's in vogue. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's not time... a Hessian sack. It's a bit of a um. Yeah. It looks like he's got. You know, the rags that you get specifically for cleaning your car. Things like that. Looks like a nice... It's the Town of Dreaded Sundown um, sackhead, isn't it? I think. Pillowcase. Oh, pillowcase, Ed. Is that more pillowcase? That's a bit pillowcasey. There's no corners in there. You're not going to get a... Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's much more pillowcasey. It's much saggier. Yeah. yeah. That's quite a fitted... It's quite a slim fit pillowcase, if it is one. <laughs> and what about Jason, uh, Friday the 13th Part 2? Original, that? yeah, that's that's pillowcasey. Is that pillowcasey as well? I think it's a, I think that's a sack. What makes it pillowcasey? The corners, we see the little corners. I think the corners and the L- little ears. That's not, that's not, a, that's not a hessian, isn't? That's a linen. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting though. A lot. Of, it's a not lot woolen because that would be balaclava. Oh, it's a, it's a bloody minefield out there, Andy. Is what it is. Yeah. It's a minefield out there. I mean, maybe we've not given this guy enough credit for his choice of masks. Everyone thinks he's got the lady lazy option where the people have gone for the theme. Mm. But actually, maybe he's like, no, I'm the leader. I need to stand out. I like the Green Ranger in my little shield. That's true. 
is true. They are they are quite well dressed for serial killers as well, aren't they? Like they're yeah. not wearing like she's got a nice dress on. Like it's very strange. Yeah. Nice <laughs> dress. Really, he's, in interesting fashion sense, yeah. Looks like a dress that's gonna have pockets in it as well though. She's absolutely yeah. very functional. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's Pull even wearing out. like wow. kind of a, a a blazer shirt and tie combo. I mean it is a bit of yeah. a loose fit. It's not like a yeah, but it's still He's looking very take... smart. <laughs> They're taking this murder very, very seriously, aren't they? Mm. And we talk at the beginning as we get into the plot. It gives us our, you know, everyone states that everyone. It's stated that there's over like 20 bazillion violent crimes in America every year and that this is based on a true story. I take it, without without the Wikipedia article in front of me, I take it it's the Manson murders that this is based on, right? Knocking on people's doors and then just giving you a shank in if you answer. It's not based on, it's, in terms of it being rooted in reality, it's not like three people in these exact masks turned up. No, I think it is just Manson family killings, which is, again, for anyone who's mm-hmm. not followed the history, sadly not like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't defeat them with dogs and flamethrowers. Um, they went around <laughs> knocking on people's doors in quite wealthy neighbourhoods and they attacked and in many cases murdered people who and who, who were home and answered the door. Because, of course, yeah. in those days, people did answer the door. Hmm. It does look like it were based on the Manson murders. Now I'm seeing it. Um, yeah. Obviously. Uh, so apparently director Brian Bertino was thinking about the Tate murders and realized that these detailed descriptions had painted the story of what it was like to be in the house with the victims. But none of the victims knew about the Manson family or why it was happening to them. So it got him fascinated with telling the victim's tale. Uh yeah, I guess similar sort of It's way. a nice way to think of it, actually, like telling the victim's tale as well, because I think, I don't think that they're scary characters in this, but I think versus sometimes when you get depictions of true crime, I don't think they are like glorifying these killers and look at these cool dudes or, you know, driving people's fascination directly with these killers because they're very... They're very matter of fact, and they just kind of are in this one. We're not, they're not dishing out, you know, banger after banger of catchphrases and cool lines and being, you know, sometimes put on a type of pedestal, which people who do murders probably shouldn't and be. They don't seem to also have like any superhuman strength or anything like that, you know? Um, if it feels like when there's like a, a sort of toe to toe of a victim, it's usually pretty 50 50 until Ooh. like the killer usually gets to because they're bit, they're just mad. meticulously planned in this one and willing to actively hurt you rather than trying to and I think in both of these films I would have abandoned the civility of telling people to back off a long time ago um, and been I'm just going to shoot you unfortunately yeah I'm going to shoot you immediately to be honest as soon as you'd interrupted my almost reconciliation after that thing had gone gone back probably would have shot you in the head for that alone yeah. um, but yeah. um Fair but enough, yeah, it? like it's an interesting, an interesting take of these, uh, of these murderous characters. But where do we begin story-wise, though? Apart from the little, we get the factoid, and then do we yeah, start we at a... the wedding, or is that a flashback later? Do we begin with them walking into the house? It's weird. Isn't it? it's, it's, like it's, couple... it's walking into the house at first, isn't it? And then it's when she screams. That's how. That's where it opens. I think. Oh yeah, we uh, we yeah. start at the end, right? We see the little basically it circles boys. back on itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little religious pamphlet deliverers are coming and they're finding something, <laughs> and then we flash back to the 
that's kind of the morning after the night before and we go to the night before with them coming in yeah. and we hear the are phone a bit call frosty. from the sorry we we hear the phone call from the the kids who were reporting the bodies like saying there's yeah. blood everywhere everyone's dead so i guess that's like a that's the thing. It's, it kind of makes us know what to expect, but at the same time, we're like, well, we don't necessarily know who's going to end up dead or... Yeah, it's kind of like, what actually happened, happened here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. So, yeah, they come back. The house is James's childhood summer home. Um, It looks quite lived in there, doesn't it? It doesn't look like... It says isolated childhood summer home, so I think they just mean, like, whereabouts in the... in the na- It's quite an isolated neighbourhood, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like it's a place of summer lets, right? Because the guy says, "Oh, it's you can get easily get lost around here." So I'm guessing those bloody elites with their second houses all over again. Um, so maybe like the strangers maybe the, got maybe the strangers aren't the real villains after all. It seems like <laughs> the strangers have definitely got a target then, because they're definitely targeting people who are staying in places that aren't their houses, right? I guess it sort of leans into it being slightly more isolated than if you were just walking down you know, a residential street where you'd naturally have neighbours and people opposite. And if you were running about screaming and bricking people's windscreens and terrorising them in your truck and these things, it'd quickly mm. come unstuck, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, they get back from a wedding and things are a bit frosty and then we see like a sort of flashback to... Is that how it works? A flashback to them at the yeah, wedding? Yeah, well, like, the yeah, we see that there's yeah, been a proposal. We don't know why she rejected him, though, do we? Is that ne- that's never mentioned? She says later that she just wasn't, she just isn't, wasn't ready um, yeah. to get married. But um, yeah, I tell you what, say what you want about Scott Speedman. Speedman by name, Speedman by nature. He set up that house good and proper. <laughs> there's ice cream, there's drinks, there's champagne on ice. He's filled the bath. He's written a this name a in man. rose petals everywhere. This but, is a man. Yeah, but... Sorry, go this ahead. Is it? No, so, yeah, I was just going to say, though, like you've just said that he, he does all this shit right, but then like the, the proposal is so lackluster. And so, yeah. like, is that it? Is that it? So, number one, it's at someone else's wedding, which is what you, you don't do. Like, that's kind of a given. You, you never do that. Second of all, it's very, like, will you? And it's like, no! <laughs> you do it yeah, properly. It's, it's, so, it's sort I, of like half here. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. that, man. <laughs> it's so half-assed. You want to marry me or what? No, yeah. and, he's ta- and, he's ta- and he's taking it real badly. He's cancelled the holiday off the back of it because I don't oh, think that yeah. I don't think that suddenly Liv Tyler's character hasn't assumed we're not we're not getting engaged, and also you're dumped. Yeah. Like she realizes that he's upset, but he's like, oh, I don't think it's good to um to go on a road trip right about now, and I phoned Dennis Reynolds to come pick me up, so. <laughs> So immediately, you can have the bedroom. I'll sleep in here. Your clothes are in here. Have a bath if you want. Uh, Don't take romantic context from the from the rose petals though, because that's fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that their dynamic is very strange though, because at some point they do attempt to have sex with each other as well, and it's kind of like, what is going on here? Like, yeah. like I, I don't really know where they stand. It's quite an odd dynamic. <laughs> yeah, there's almost like a a reconciliation, isn't it? Because they they have this mm. debate, and then when these pop in champagne and eating ice cream. <laughs> um, he goes to put the the gramophone on, and she comes up behind. And says, no, no, wait, come and come and talk to me. And then she puts her arms around him, and then they they start kissing. Before mm. you know it, skirts are hitched, pants are going down, and then then a knock at the door. Yeah, inconvenient. Oh bloody hell! So inconvenient. Do you reckon they knew? <laughs> they must have known. 
They're they're waiting, right? (laughs) Wait. Ready? (laughs) Oh, hang on. Unscrew the light bulb first. That's important. (laughs) Can you imagine if you just went, oh, oh, bet the milkman's come. We're out of milk. I'm just going to, you just catch him unscrewing the light bulb and then it's all ruined. (laughs) It's like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, she so they turn up. What what name do they ask for? It's not Magda, like in, in uh, real t- life, Tamara. Tamara, Tamara slash Tamara. Tamara. I mean, I would call, I would say Tamara, but like, it depends. Is that the same name they say in the sequel? Yeah, uh, they say I the think same. so. Yeah, yeah, it's Tamara. Yeah. Tamara. Who's, is that their first victim? What's the name? Is that her name? Is that her name? Who knows? Um, so it's like four, so apparently it's four maybe they've looked at the census. Maybe they've looked at the census and no one in that neighborhood is called Tamra. Because, because you imagine if it's a Ben Errington situation and Tamra's hiding behind the sofa, so she's going to go out and play football with them. Oh, it's the strangers again. I'd imagine the doctor, <laughs> ding dong, is Tamra in? Yeah, I just get her hang on. <laughs> she's here actually. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that's my name. <laughs> this is embarrassing again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this is four a.m. as well, which I don't know if I necessarily realised it was four a.m. when this. What weddings going to four a.m. in a country retreat? I think it's yeah. like they had a wedding, <laughs> then they've driven back home, and now they're just having frosty, awkward. You know, sometimes you can't go to bed when you're halfway through an argument. That never works, does it? No. Um, and. Yeah, it's just going on in it. Uh, so loud knock on the door. Obviously, that happens. Face it's obscure. Been a big by day for the like... bride and groom. They probably want you gone by eleven. Get out of here. Yeah, we're all four. Yeah, they're probably up at six in hair and makeup and getting suits ironed and dealing with all the guests arriving. They're sick of it. They're like, stop proposing at my wedding and go home. What are you doing? I guess at least it's four did... in the morning, <laughs> Scott Speedman. <laughs> at least he didn't propose. In the middle of like the dance floor, I guess, during the first dance. First dance happens, he just gets done on one knee. At least he did it out the way of everybody else. Oh, you know? Can you imagine if he was the best man? It was in the speeches. <laughs> and uh, I've got one more announcement to make to a uh, special person <laughs> here at the wedding today. You'd be raging. You'd throw the cake mm-hmm. at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, a, what a man. <laughs> during the first dance. Now, what I hope is that a Liv Tyler might join me at a first dance in uh, a little bit of time after I proposed during this I've just got to tie my before we do that I've just got to tie my shoe oh no um, oh when you're exchanging rings you're the best man obviously in this one Scott Speedman is like with this wing I the uh, wed and with this ring I propose <laughs> that is it I think wow. I've, I think we've distilled it the worst proposal you can do. If anyone does that, please video it and send it in to uh, the Horror Hangout <laughs> socials. I'd love to see it. Oh, so, yes. Not long after this, he goes to drive to get her a packet of cigarettes for, for her, doesn't he? First of all, you've been rejected, right? Humiliating, terrible. Now you've become her lackey. Her lackey. You're going to get cigarettes at the 24-hour garage for Kristen. She's absolutely gasping. Oh, is Absolutely that what they've done? Like, for a Benson and Hedges. <laughs> she set the, they've set the, they've kind of set the mental pathways going because they almost had sex and she was thinking, right, oh, that's basically set off a chain reaction where I really need to punch a dart now. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know the rest of it was interrupted, but like that is the end. That is the end of it. So she goes, oh, but <laughs> bloody gasping for a, for a coffin nail. He goes, oh, <laughs> 
I'll go and get one. I'll go and get one for you. I wanted to do some drunk driving Don't worry, anyway. Kristen. I'll go and get one. <laughs> Anything for you. I love you so much. Please, you rejected me. It doesn't matter. I don't even want to be your boyfriend anymore. I'll just be your slave. Your slave. Don't want any cigarettes. <laughs> want anything else? See you later. Yeah. Or maybe <laughs> he's like, get the, maybe he gets the wrong brand and goes, ah, oh, you say I only get super kings with people I'm about to get married to. Actually, um... <laughs> to be fair though, I do anything for Liv Tyler. But probably in Lord of the Rings, not in this film where she just, I don't know, just a bit annoying. Uh, Lord, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, she's all majestic and otherworldly. And an immortal, the exact opposite is what you'll be if you exactly. smoke two cigarettes, everybody. That's um, it. Stop yeah. smoking, become immortal. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Don't just get like, lovely alabaster skin from smoking cigarettes all the time, would you? No. Elves with their pale, pale skin be all yellowed up if they were smoking. <laughs> oh, dear. Smoking all the time. Smoking all the time. Um, Nicotine so, stained. So now we get like a series of like, you know, more what while Kristen's alone, more loud bangs at various parts of the house. Um, she locks the door, doesn't she? Um, when does she put her music on? Well, she hears um, a little bit before. The girl comes back when she's bound at the door. Goes, oh, is um, Tamra there? And she doesn't open the door this time. She goes, oh, you were here a minute ago. She goes, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> are you sure? I've just been knocking on every door. Yeah, Scott Speedman's already gone out at this point. Is it? Comment on that one. One, I find U.S. based films the world have a very different attitude to drink driving than we do in this country. He mm. finishes a lovely slug of the bottle of champagne before he gets in there, and then throws it just you know casts the bottle out onto the line i'm like you're an idiot scott speedman only you've got to clean that up <laughs> it's your parents holiday home you just waz the bottle of champagne on the lawn you're gonna have to sort that out tomorrow morning who's been drinking on the lawn probably kirsten i reckon <laughs> kirsten or kirsten or kristen kristen but yeah he's he got out wrong, getting that'd be worse um they're banging on the doors is this is this when we get our first record skip? I think uh, so. Yeah, possibly. Is it? Yeah. Is that? Is it now when the the chimney starts like um smoking up as well, and she goes? Yeah. This is there. This is the chimney, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Triggers the smoke alarm. Uh, this is quite a like an abrasive sounding film. Like the sound design is pretty good because I'm quite mm-hmm. sensitive to sound, and I found myself like the knocking on the doors, the fire alarm, the record skipping. I feel like it did a really good job of putting me on edge. Um, yeah. 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 You know, it's a lot of very like right. normal everyday sounds as well, which is that personally scares me because I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> just the like, fire, the fire alarm just, yeah. one. Mm. The fire alarm. The only thing worse than the fire alarm is when the fire alarm needs batteries and it does that little. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it like skips as well. It's like, Ugh, immediately just noise. smash it off the. I mean, I don't recommend doing that, but still, it makes me want to do I that. I can never reach them because I'm so short as well. So I'm just like, fuck. Oh, no. broom in the ceiling of your house. Like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So annoying. I'm looking at mine. It's like right up there. I can't reach that. Yeah. Pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. So if that started yipping at you, you'd be in all sorts of strife. And then, of very course, angry. <laughs> only thing worse. All those annoying noises. Your records are skipping. The smoke alarm's blipping. You're there, you're waving a tea towel at it, trying to calm it all down. And then you go to have a little peep out the curtains. Horrible Sackman's staring in. (laughs) 
horrible bloody sackman yeah. and she i mean she screams and the, you, the sound spikes at this point as well Ooh, i felt yeah. like when i first started watching it just on you know just i turned it up a little bit so i could hear it a little bit a little bit mm. better because they're you know they're talking quite softly it's four in the morning got neighbors mm. um and then this comes over and she absolutely howls it's I so think, loud. I had to turn it back down again because it really like spikes the volume and the intensity of the film at this point. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I forgot to say, I think before she actually does see him at the window, doesn't isn't he just in the house in the background when she's like getting a drink and he just like emerges from the shadows? Oh, I know he comes in a bit later. I wasn't uh, I can't remember yeah, now I'm if we've sure seen him, but we do is, see this film is really masterful at showing like people out of focus. Mike Flanagan mm. ghost style, like in the background of what you're yeah. watching. It really reminded me of like Hereditary as well, though. Like that, that Tony Collette scene where she's just there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's but for me that's like way more effective than like in your face jump scares. If there's just a person just standing there, I'm like, why? Mm. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking is... scary. Why? Like yeah. it's not nice. And like, because mm. you just think, what the hell is he gonna do? And there's even a moment where we then see his point of view and then we see Liv kind of like turn around and then we we yeah. half expect her to turn around and then just see him. But then it cuts back to that previous shot. It's a lampshade on his head. And he's gone. He's like, it's a lampshade on his head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. just a sack, well, yeah. la- lampshade on his head, it's fine. But yeah, I, uh, that, that, that kitchen scene is, yeah, uh, fuck. <laughs> I have nightmares about that. That's not nice. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. very effective. Because it could it's happen. A... It's just like, shit, like, yeah, it's just mad. Mm. Passes that ice cream, doesn't put it in the freezer. Oh, human. <laughs> Absolutely. Smelting. Um, what happens in this moments of distraction, though, that it's. Tell you what, you wouldn't get it nowadays, would you? This is my biggest problem with the sequel. Her phone isn't just on her person. Mm. Oh, yeah. A phone's out of battery. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. She got a. Um... Give you more anxiety. Your phone running out of battery. More anxiety than someone knocking at your door at four in the morning. Her little flip phone. Oh um, yeah, her <laughs> Samsung T one hundred gets wazzed in the fire during the <laughs> during the thing. But yeah, that's what we were saying. That uh, obviously you wouldn't think of it nowadays. One that she's that she's left a phone in her bag to be out of battery in the first yeah. place. It wasn't just in her pocket. Not allowed to get below twenty percent battery without freaking didn't, out. Didn't phones like fifteen years ago keep battery for like three weeks? Yeah, or was that just a Nokia? Just a Nokia thirty three ten. It'd yeah. be like, oh, oh, my phone's out of battery. I guess it's not been plugged in for eight months. Okay, I'm just <laughs> going to do a social experiment. I'm fifty seven percent. It's right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seven. There you go. Seventy one. <laughs> oh my god oh 33 what does that what does that tell you about me what does that tell you about me that you'd still be right if the strangers came to get you all oh, right okay, you'd still be 33 percent fine yeah hell yeah you could you could, you could probably <laughs> yeah you could probably lock yourself in that cupboard phone the police and then probably watch a good 90 minutes of streaming video until they arrived on 33 percent. oh yeah on twitter like come on hurry up <laughs> So yeah. she tries. She tries to call James's phone from the landline, but then while she's doing it, their call gets cut short, doesn't it? Again, this mm. is a classic. Like she, this is a classic annoying thing where I think he immediately thinks that she's having a tough time because she's like imagining people being at the door and stuff like that. 
Um, because he's like, "What? Someone's at the door. Will you stay on the phone with me?" And he's like, "I, I like to think he didn't cut the call. The call wasn't cut short by the strangers. That he just went, oh, give it a rest. Yeah. <laughs> just for the decline off on it. Call. <laughs> Otherwise, the strangers have two films of exceptional timing of not yeah. thinking to cut the phone off until someone's on the phone, but then doing it. Yeah." <laughs> I reckon they like that. They just love. Just oh, they're going to tell the police where they are now. Ready? Like, yep. <laughs> and they're really banking right, the on the second. fact that the person phoning the police in both instances doesn't know the exact address of where they yeah. are. Yeah, they'd be fucked in if the someone sequel, goes. Ridiculous. Yeah, I'm at this campsite immediately. Someone's trying to murder us. Like they are, they are Sherlock Holmes in this game. I think I predict that they will. Mention the name of well, mention that they're trying to be killed in the first instance, but not remember the the uh, in the sequel the address of where they are. Sa- in the sequel, he literally says, "I actually have no idea." <laughs> like there wasn't a thought in his head before he put the phone up, where he went, "Oh shit, where am I?" Emergency oh, which service? Oh, you put me on I the spot abs- now. I got be. I-, I have no idea where I am. Uh, do you know what country you're in? Might be Canada, <laughs> might be America. I don't even know, mate. Again, we've, you know, we've got what three words these days? Come on, guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never get lost again. It's all good. Yeah. Never ever. What three words of that house? Sackhead murder. Um, <laughs> sackhead murder. Butlins. That's where I am. I'm at some kind of Butlins. I'm at some weird neon Butlins. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's lovely. Weird. I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not in this one though. They're in just lovely, nondescript holiday house. Um, yeah. I think <laughs> around about now it says in the, in the plot description she returns to the kitchen where the masked man watches her from an adjacent hallway. Um, and I think it's then that she realizes the smoke alarm she left on the floor is now on a chair, and she realizes someone's been in the house. I'm like, well, what's the yeah. what's the guy doing? Is he just like, <laughs> oh. Well, I might as well pipe while I'm here. I'll change the batteries first. So you're not you're not compliant with the building regulations unless you put that back up. Your insurance <laughs> will be invalid. I'll sort that out. I'll sort we'll that chuck out. this phone in the Help. fire though. He's helpful. <laughs> chuck this phone yeah. in the bloody fire. Kids are always on the phones nowadays. <laughs> Cast it gonna... into the fire. Sorry, mate. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, Cast you... into if the it... fire. <laughs> if it bothered you in 2004, sackhead, can you imagine now you'd be raging? <laughs> pure, pure raging. Um, I wonder when this with these sequels, if they are contemporary, how are they going to deal with the uh, the phone situation? Yeah, it's got no, no kids nowadays. I'm leaving them, or just leave them on the side while I wear a man before they've initiated the murder part of the film. Smash them all up. It's going to be able to come and smash them all up, <laughs> like whack a mole style. An entire, an entire family's phones were just all left on the side. Is, unless it's like a really strict house, strict household, but they're like, "Sorry guys, it's eight p.m. Everybody, put your phones on the on the countertop." Family time commences now. Um, the yeah, they set like a timer. They're like, "Right, oh, timer, no. an hour." I'd That's actually it. rather. I feel like I'd rather be murdered than live with a family like that. <laughs> oh, <it's good>. <laughs> oh yeah, same. Off. Finish me <laughs> off. As soon as they come to the door, you just pull the knife into yourself. Like, oh. come on! <laughs> Bless it. release. Um, so I think when she hears a noise from the backyard, <laughs> she arms herself with a knife, and that's when she opens the curtains to see the sackhead man. Oh, sackhead! That's when she screams. 
and pretty much immediately as she's screaming, things start kicking off because the front door is is a jar. I think it's a yeah, it's a jar at this point, isn't it? So it's banging. Uh, She goes to close it, but then the blonde woman we saw from earlier, well, we're assuming it's her from early on, appears. Now she's got a dolly mask on. She's got a little dolly mask on, and she peers inside. Um, But Krista manages to lock the door now, doesn't she? And then she yeah. Goes running and she thinks, you know what? I'm gonna hide under the bed. That is that. Basically, in every film I've ever seen, that always works 100% of the time. I've never seen I mean, it not no, work. No one's ever been got under the bed, apart from that kid no. with the scary plan that did get him. Um, I mean, what would you do fine. in this situation? You know, you find so Sackhead's burnt your phone. Well, you don't know about that yet. So basically, horrible girly knocking on your door, asking you questions like a wrong one, and then peers in with a spooky mask on what's what's your what's your two reactions in this situation Mm, it's a good question i mean i don't think you wouldn't always assume it was definitely going to be psychopathic killers would you you'd think it was people just mucking about or like kids you know i think i'd probably be angry more than anything else wouldn't you you'd just be like oh leave me alone fuck off whatever i'm trying to watch catfish in here and you're 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 interrupting me i want its predictability death in paradise is on in a bit i want gentle television please neve neve is at the front door and i can't pause it so you are gonna have to just piss off for a bit and you're at my front door yeah yeah i don't know if i'm demand at this house this is live sling your up i don't know i feel like i would at least try and talk to them people never do that do they they just sort of you just be like, hey, who the fuck are you? Like, there's a lot of, um, sort of this film and the other one. I know that we focus a lot on the uh, the question of why are you doing this, and and the answer that follows is obviously quite famous in this film. Um, mm. But but I feel like we focus on that a lot. There's a lot of like, why are you doing this to us? And like, I get it. You would be like, why are you doing this to us? But I think after mm. a while, and you haven't got an answer, you just be like. True. Why should he care? You know, (laughs) straight away, accelerate to the end game, everybody. Escalate. Soon as someone's peeped into your house with a spooky mask on, escalate to the finale, put the gas on, rip the gas main out of the wall if you can access it. (laughs) Blow up the building as fast as you can. Your biggest offense is chaos. That's sad. Do your best to piss yourself. (laughs) Do something. (laughs) Soil yourself. Yeah. Have you stripped naked and just run at him screaming? <laughs> Put him on the back foot. The last thing you can possibly expect. Yeah. Be more Cut. unhinged than he is. Brilliant. Be incredibly sexually forward with him. Yeah. Oh, come here then, sack guy. Come here then. You've only got to twist that mask slightly so his eyes are no longer aligned with the holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Literally. You're so, so focused. You're so focused on finding like a sharp thing, like and I get the rolling pin out. His head's already bagged. Fucking pound it to custard, mate. Sort him out. <laughs> His head's already bagged. Yeah, yeah it's been yeah, it's been pre-bagged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Home I think... alone that house as fast as you can. You got a box of micro machines from your boyfriend's childhood. Tip him over the floor. Also, <laughs> another thing is her boyfriend's child at home. She literally doesn't 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 need to care about carnage or what she's gonna break or anything. You'd just be slinging everything at him, wouldn't you? Yeah. Get those yeah. logs out of the fire. Start putting them on the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Set up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good. 
I'd I want fashion... the, I want the strangers to be leaving. I want them to be in the in the in a post credit scene in their car going. <laughs> she was fucked up. She was. I did a classic. Make uh, a decoy in the bed out of pillows, so it looks like me, <laughs> like a cardboard cat. Maybe even Michael put... Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> we know I got a great... get a clown in the shower. <laughs> we love inflatable clown. <laughs> <laughs> you just put decoys everywhere. You? Like I, I love doing. I, I still love doing that now. Doing a mm. like, making a decoy of myself and hiding behind the door. So when your girlfriend walks in, she goes. Rah. I do. I do it. I actually get the dog with that a lot. I, I make a little <laughs> decoy, and he, and he runs in and jumps on it, thinking it's me, and then I just yeah, appear and got him. Got him. Appear and choke <laughs> him out. No, I don't do that. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she doesn't do any of those much more sensible choices. <laughs> um, she goes and hides under the bed. Fair enough. Hmm. She doesn't even fully commit to hiding under the bed, does she? <laughs> Got legs oh, sticking wait. out. <laughs> Brilliant. It's only, it's only a queen. Doesn't, doesn't fit. Oh, James. Oh, yeah. James comes home, doesn't he? Like, he reappears. Like, yeah. uh, he gets back from his right. drink drive that you wanted to have. <laughs> Classic drink drive. Um, and then she's basically explained to him everything that happens. Initially, isn't he a bit like, what? What are you on about? Nah. He's a bit disbelieving, which is a bit silly. And I feel like I'm even more glad that I didn't marry you, is what she's probably thinking. He didn't even <laughs> Especially believe. as they, they seem to have put things away a little bit. So, you know, the fire's not lo- no longer smoking over. It's just all nicely under control. There is a phone in it, apparently creating no hideous plastic odour at all. Um, <laughs> didn't even seem to notice. It's like... And again, it's been ice cream still on the counter, obviously. But oh no, that was the biggest, biggest sacrilege in this film. And again, oh. he goes, Oh, should we call the police then? I'll just go out to the car to get my phone. Why is no one putting their phone just in their pocket? It's a very small thing, it's even <laughs> smaller. Just put it in your pocket, have it, have it on your person at all times. I feel this was in the, the prime era of phones being as small as they ever would be because you didn't have touch screens yet, it was still just a small phone, yeah, exactly. This is prime time for your phone just being on you. Yeah. Annoying, isn't it? It is annoying. And that is probably one of the most frustrating things about films like this is because, yeah, I understand that you need to to put certain things in place in the plot so no one doesn't just call the police. Um, And we've seen all the different versions of that, but it is still frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Have them drop it in the toilet or something just so it doesn't work. (laughs) Um, so oh, yeah, he decides oh, he's going to go. I left my handbag. I left my handbag at the wedding. My phone's in it, written off. There you go. Yeah, I was tanked right up at the at the wedding, and uh, I actually stood on my phone. I put it. I dropped it, and then I stood on it. What an absolute wanker! I don't know. <laughs> I, would, I would have preferred that. Other than oh, my phone's just in the car. I'll go get it. <laughs> uh, so he goes to get his phone, but his car has been absolutely ransacked and vandalized. Uh, that's what you get. That's what you get in it. That is what you get. Um, and I'd love face. it if the strangers had nothing to do with this, and because he's drunk on like a wedding's worth of booze and then an extra bottle of champagne at the house. There's like <laughs> it it's was like it. in um, Wolf of Wall Street where you yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Home. yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> how did you get home? Fine, I got home fine. Yeah, it was completely. And the car's like, oh. I did some of my best driving. Like a cube. <laughs> <laughs> I did some. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Uh, Reminds me of that, of that Simpsons gag when he gets a call where it's like you have five days to remove your cube or something with the Christian gag. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring him like, hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so he goes out. Kara's been battered. Sees a doll face watching him from afar. Um, do they just att- do they attempt to just get in the car and leave? I think they do at this point, don't they? They're going right. Yeah, gonna... they they attempt to leave, but like it, it's the fact he just left her in the house. It's like, come on, man! She just said yeah. she's being terrorized. You, you, you be safe don't there. split up. <laughs> just just go together. <laughs> yeah, just go everywhere yeah. as just go everywhere as a pair. And there were two of them. When one of you's just menacing her, one yeah. one of them comes and menace. Just double team them. Mm. Especially yeah, if it's one of the smaller ones, like the child. That's like the first. <laughs> honestly, mate, that's like that's like farming the XP from Pidgeys, mate. Fucking nail those bastards. The second. Could <laughs> 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 uh, have absolutely yeah. like tag teamed her, and then mm. used her skeleton as a decoy to trick the others later. But you could take that, down yeah. that. Sh- you could take down the one in the red dress. When she's fine, she's fine. Yeah, I could take her on. No yeah, problem. I'm a little bit more. I'm more scared of her. She gets one shotted with a golf club in the second one. Oh yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah, she does, and then stabbed to death. Oh, she's, um, she's just a human. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose like that humans anyone... are weak against golf clubs uh, and stabbing. Uh, <laughs> I suppose anyone could be a stranger, can't they? Like we, it might not even be all the same people in in the sequel, for example. <laughs> it might be Brock Lesnar one of the times. Who knows? One of them might be bloody Brock Lesnar. Um. So, <laughs> so what happens? Oh yeah, they try to leave in the car, but the brunette woman in the red dress she rear ends them in a pickup truck. Oh, of they course, go, they've got a. They go. They've got oh, a we better vehicle, flee back. Yeah, they go, oh, we better flee back to the house. A vehicle that they literally don't get. I mean, who knows what their insurance premium is because they're <laughs> rear-ending people left, right, and centre. We get it from the same dealership as the Jeepers Creepers men. Person who sells like custom invincible vehicles to movie villains. <laughs> like uh, the Strangers, Bad Bloke from Wolf Creek, The Creeper, all of them go to the same yeah. dealership. Oh, that's another film idea for you. This person is <laughs> called the Rear Enders. Uh, oh God! Um, so they flee back to the house. Classic. I do. That mm-hmm. is one thing. That, that is Don't one do thing that. This does kind of annoy me in films like this when you leave the place where you've been like either stuck or like hold up for a while. You leave the place, then things go a bit naff, and you go, oh, "I'm just gonna run back to exactly where I was." Yeah. Like, like the, the, the thing is, though, like. Scream makes fun of this, like famously. You know the whole like she makes fun of like people running out the out the out the household or whatever, and then going back in, and then she does the same thing. But like slashers have learned nothing from Scream. Scream's like don't do that. <laughs> That's yeah. stupid, and we still do it. There's a 2008. They've yeah. got no excuse. They've seen Scream. You know? It's almost like the slasher rules are just so ingrained mm. that it feels wrong to even if it is like a plot hole or something, it feels wrong to stray too far from the yeah. the path of, of like what makes us... Well, it's like, this is obviously a slasher, but it's also a home evasion film, mm. so it's got mm-hmm. two... Those, it, it's got rules for both of those films, like, all, all mixed up. Or are um, we to yeah. believe that in any film where these things happen, it is a reality in which that is not a genre of cinema? <laughs> 
yeah all those things are just this is basically only a wonderful life ever came out in this world um (laughs) so i mean i do do like the formula as well yeah yeah it's the same formula as when in every zombie film they call them anything other than zombies and they've never heard of zombies well one of the i I call them the biters we call them the ghouls (laughs) grabbers (laughs) <laughs> Loads of synonyms for zombie exist, but not that actual word. No, not that one. They go. No one never goes, call them. I've zombies. seen this. This is like that film I've seen. No one says that ever. Everyone always just goes. This is brand new information. People <laughs> yeah. eating people. No. Yeah. Um. Okay. So um, they're back in the house, and is this yeah. when they decide that they're going to get a gun? Yeah, they're going to oh, get the gun because. Like any fine American holiday home, there is a gun stashed away just in a house, which I imagine sits abandoned most of the year. There's a full-on yeah. shotgun just chipping about shotgun. in there. So right, then, it's not dangerous. The, Your dad hides the sequel, it. The sequel kind of does the same sort of thing, doesn't it? I think this film and the sequel does the same thing where it goes, right, these people are being terrorized enough. We need them to fight back. The only way they're going to be able to do that is with um, a firearm. That seems like that's the only reason they do it. So yeah, he gets a shotgun and then she, she say do you know how to use that and he's like yeah oh and it comes up as like another little blow to their relationship which is already having a hard time if you haven't noticed she goes oh, i don't even know how to bloody load it it's just i thought you said you went hunting with your dad and he's like yeah that's just something i said you his he could have said anything right i mean i'm not saying i'm i'm a professional liar i'm not saying that but <laughs> said I'm under a lot you could have you could have easily gone oh yeah but that was years ago <laughs> do you know how to load that shotgun <laughs> Yeah, but I haven't done it for twenty years. I kind of, I can't yeah. really remember. Really or a shotgun lie. hunting. Yeah. <laughs> a really basic lie. Not in that moment. Uh-huh. Do you have to unravel your whole persona of being this like hunting kid who went hunting with his dad? You go. Well, I just, I've just told you a terrible lie, actually, because then she's in her head. She's going, "Don't marry him," and put a little check mark next to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, another one another or, or like really distracted from the situation and start going into like other things that may or may not have been lies <laughs> have you even seen last tango in paris <laughs> i haven't no, did you finish that book i read for your birthday or did you just read the synopsis online i read the back i read the back <laughs> well, i just read um, the back that was it the person that said hello to you really enthusiastically um uh, Megan, who came and said hello to you really enthusiastically at the wedding, and you said nothing did ever happen between you. Oh, yeah, it did. Oh, for fuck's sake. Scott Speedman. Yeah. It's all it coming did. unstuck. It did. I gave her a foot massage, unfortunately. <laughs> I did. A really oily one as well. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, before yeah. we met. I don't know why I lied about it. <laughs> I'm told it. I, yeah, I just think, you know, you know when certain bits of dialogue kind of just get a bit stuck, like, and you think, what would that happen? Like, I don't know. I feel like people under pressure, like, I mean, one thing you might say to her is like, what's that got to do with anything? I'm trying to save our lives here. Why are you questioning me about my, the history of me and my dad? You know I'm sensitive about it. <laughs> no, it's not I'll, the show time. <laughs> I'll show you how good I am at using this thing. The second I even get a whisper of anyone coming here, I'm going to blow them away. I don't care who it is. They won't even okay. get hello out of their mouths before I've shot them. So but funny you should say that. <laughs> it doesn't even matter, right? I'll be, I know I'm. I know I'm looking for a man with a sack on his head exclusively, and I could wait to make sure I see a man with a sack on his head. But I don't even care if I see a man without a sack on his head. He's also getting blown away, right? She loads. Even... She loads. The, 
gun for him as well, didn't she? She loads the gun for him. Yeah, so far, fair enough, I'll do this, shall I? But you make sure you learn how to pull the trigger. Did you do that with your dad in your non-existent London trips, did you? <laughs> pull the trigger. Make sure you pull the trigger. The Just basically have your finger, pretty much pull the trigger all the way back so that when someone does, all you've got to do is give it a little nudge. Yeah. Bang. Yeah, you just, you got, I want this primed to go. And he goes, but yeah, unfortunately, um, outside, Dennis Reynolds pulls up. <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. Not like the character I mean, to do a favor for someone. When the second that they were in that room, like hunkered down in the corner, aiming the gun at the door, and he turns up, like, you just know, don't you? You just know. Yeah. And he comes, and he, I mean, foolishly, I'd be running and screaming hello like I was the UPS man in that advert. I'd be like, hello. <laughs> like, <have> you... <laughs> I'd be going in there, but he's looking around. The house is a mess. The ice cream's still on the bloody counter. There's a the there's thing. a song talking about how me mom tried her very best when I was a, just a bad kid. So they've got their records on again. Sackman's main theme. Yeah, and then Sackman's creeping up behind Dennis Reynolds like the Hamburglar, like doing like a shh. <laughs> be very yeah. very quiet. <laughs> Like winking at the camera. <laughs> Even like pretty much turns all the way around at one point, as if to say, like you just thought, oh, he's seen him. But then he goes, actually, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to carry on. But um, he this, mind palaces this... it and realizes it's going to happen because this unbelievable, brutal last minute shot. Um, this reminded me of the moment in Burn After Reading when Brad Pitt comes out the cupboard. Yeah. And gets and gets shot. Like what? Immediately in the face. But I like it that we see him smiling before he gets shot. <laughs> he comes out like right, bang. That was. I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw that in the cinema. But that was one of my favourites. Like, oh my god, holy shit! Like what literally fuck? gasp. And it's the same watching yeah. this film as well. Like, because he gets, he's saying hello, but he gets as far as hell, and then in the cupboard, Scott Speedman just think hell, where the devil lives. This must be a wrong one. I haven't heard a sat man say a single word yet, but if I hear anyone saying anything, even the most familiar voice of my life, I've probably heard the most. I'll tell you what, he's he's gone too far. He's doing impressions of my brother now. Unflattering ones at that. <laughs> Boom. Shoot this you. is everything that went through his head in that moment. But he's not even convinced. He, everything just... goes through Dennis Reynolds' heads. is lots of bookshop, unfortunately, for him. Yeah. Do you know what? It makes me jump every time. Like, I know it's going to happen, but it's so fucking loud. Like, oh my God. (laughs) Christ. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is Mm. such a brutal. I mean, we get slow brutal later on, but yeah, like a proper whiplash, Mm. like a release of all the tension. This thing just happens and it's in a terrible, terrible Mm. way. Um, yeah. Oh, we forgot, so... we forgot to even mention that when his brother arrives, like the strangers, like smashes windshield as well. I guess oh, they brick his windscreen. Oh, they're they so brick good cool. at stuff at windshields. I think it's a good. Just lo- love vandalism. Yeah. <laughs> they absolutely love vandalism. They're they do. They're just like smashing everything, <laughs> rear-ending yeah. cars, smashing things, leaving ice cream out, bones and fires. <sighs> Honestly. Uh, Chicken phones yet. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now after shooting his brother dead and like obviously being devastated as you would be, and making sure <laughs> yes. uh, Liv Tyler didn't look at the body of your brother, don't look. I'm bloody gonna again. If she was marking things next to "Don't marry him," I reckon she's had at least 
50 next to I know, because he's been a bit of rough with her, because use your words, Scott Speedman. He's Just say, don't look, actually. That's a terrible That's a terrible sight. And yeah. now I think of it. He we got to be honest. a mask, was he? Scott's, we got to be honest, Scott Speedman, terrible in a crisis. <laughs> terrible. Absolutely terrible. You know, sometimes when you're in a crisis and you're like, I feel like being with you is making the situation worse than the actual yeah. situation. You want to be no, so far na- if I just not name walk names. aimlessly into the distance. <laughs> Away from Scott Speedman. <laughs> yeah. And then Have Scott him, Speedman, I feel like if, the, if, if I was with Scott Speedman in this moment and he turned to me and went, there's an old radio transmitter actually in the barn, I would go, fuck off. Go and get it yourself. <laughs> I ain't... There's an old radio transmitter. Oh, we're gonna Morse code ourselves out of here, are we? You idiot! <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Gonna wire to the Pentagon, am I? <laughs> Dear police, I would literally stop just be like being Christ. murdered. Stop. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> well, like telegraph the office in the IT crowd when he emails. Fire! Yeah. Fire! Help, exclamation, fire. Mark. <laughs> exclamation mark! Exclamation <laughs> mark! Nice screensaver. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, Scott Speedman, you want to be away. I mean, who do you want in a crisis? I mean, if I think of capable, it's like, uh, what's it like, um, competence porn? Like, what you want is Keanu Reeves from Speed. Who's you want in a crisis? You want Tom Jane in Deep Blue Sea. He knows what's going on, knows about the sharks, he knows how to spell them. Hello, cool Jane, Deep Blue Sea. Hi, the chef, the perfect omelette. Hide in the oven. Oh, the oven's been switched on. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you ate my bird. Um, but basically, yeah, not Scott Speedman. I don't think you want Scott Speedman. I don't think you want Liv Tyler either because she's a bit no. gaspy and like. A she bit screams neg- really loudly. It's like, girl, shut up. Yeah. Everybody. Like, now everybody in a mile radius knows where we are. If there's a, if there's a hundred strangers knocking about, they all know where we are. Right now, mm-hmm. cheers! It's got like a banshee scream. It's like Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, so he goes to the barn. I guess I think when he leaves, he accounts. The... So we're calling the up the the girl in the red dress pinup girl. Apparently, is her mm. moniker. Dollface, I mean, not a value anybody. Man in the mask. Everybody listening. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> She's got other things going on. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think he's searching sure the funny. backyard with a <laughs> flashlight. Oh, yeah, she's got loads of stuff. Getting... Well, we don't know. She's a silent type, isn't she? Um, and I think what happens in the garden? I can't remember. I know he he tries to shoot her, but the sack man like ambushes him and knocks him out. I think. And then the shotgun Pops gets like because I'm the, the sack shotgun. Man. <laughs> the shotgun gets discharged again. For God's sake, Scott Speedman, control yourself. <laughs> What did you do? Well, there was two targets out there: pinup girl and man in a mask in the garden. And I shot the shot. I fired the shotgun. Did you get either of them? No. I've, I've, I can only zone in on brothers and their heads. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've, I've got an absolute one, like one shot, one kill on that one. Whereas you should have, you know, again, Scott Speedman played enough survival horror. If he'd been Resident Evil style, he could have stood still, pointed it upwards, and waited for them both to oh, be really yeah. close. He should um, have just done that. If only he knew. But say unfortunately they don't make the mistake of saying hello, so he can't zero in on them. His his targeting is based on is based on voices. Amazing. What is he like the don't breathe man or something? Yeah. <laughs> he 
Don't say anything. He's he's fine. He's like a reverse T Rex. What a man. Uh, so yeah, Can't I think hear you if you don't speak. <laughs> Liv Tyler, here's the shot. She runs out to the barn. I think uh, this is all kind of blurring into one a bit. This next it, go, it goes away. quick because basically Scott Speedman disappears till he gets like wazzed into the kitchen later on, battered. Mm. So he's out of it for a bit now. It's a lot of Liz, t- Liz, Liv Tyler focused. Elizabeth Tyler. Oh yeah, that's right. So he's knocked out. I think Pinup Girl ends up smashing the radio with an axe. Yeah, she gets a bit I'll of radio like, out first though, you. right? She gets yeah, to do. She, she gets. She gets pretty gate kept, doesn't she? Because she's like going, "Hello, can anyone hear me?" And then someone's on the radio. Aren't we supposed to say over? Actually, over. <laughs> Wait, is that bloody does that amateurs ham radio enthusiasts does that happen or not does that happen no. <laughs> see I'm, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. wow so she she does a little bit of like there's you hear like squelchy voices and then it's like is anybody there and then before she gets it uh, is it pin up girl or is it kid murderer kid murderer which one's kid murderer like, you know the, the one that's a kid, kid what yeah, is like... she a kid? No, she? she's the youngest in the in the family of the strangers. She's the kid. Okay. I don't know when when you said kid earlier, I kind of thought you meant dollface for some reason. So what you're thinking is dollface? That's that they're, that's they're a family. The chops. That... Oh, I thought you meant pinup. Sorry. So in terms of a family, you're thinking pinup is the mum, Sackman is the dad, dollface is the 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 kid. Yeah, that's it. Okay. If they were the three bears, that's mummy, <laughs> daddy, and baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why, why not? If that's if that's if that if that makes it easier for you to remember, the, maybe we'll just, that'll be in we'll the strangers chapter early. one. You'll see them having their porridge <laughs> and understand how they all like it. Yeah, you understand what which why they choose the mass they like the most. Three little beds. <laughs> three little three beds. Little <laughs> <laughs> no, <I don't> like <laughs> different chairs. Uh, Could you look at those three in the background, Ben? You could you tell me that you don't picture them having three chairs like the three little bears? They don't. <laughs> One of them's got porridge is too hot. One of them's got porridge is too cold. I mean, that's a minefield. Why would you not cook all the porridge in one pot all at the same time? It should all be of equal temperature. I say more difficult. (laughs) More difficult to get that going on. Unless they're all so fussy, you have to do it separately. Separate pots. Just base it on the flavours. Anyway, this three bears of murderers is not done with them yet. So she's doing the radio and then... um, I think I think it is Dollface comes and smashes it up with the no no it is pinup gets up and smashes it all with the with the baseball bat. She stands and watches her do it for an awfully extended period of time without attacking her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she just wants to make sure because I reckon she thought James's idea of the radio was so bad that she wanted the radio to be smashed up, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm glad. I'll make sure it's definitely ultimately destroyed." Yeah, I'm glad. What a loser. Of course he's unconscious at the moment I need him the most. What a fool. Um, so when she goes back into the house, I think Dollface is like taunting her with a knife. And that is where... Oh yeah, she's like scratching the table, isn't she? She's, Don't bother me, mate. It's not my house. Exactly. Um... And I think that's when Man in the Mask, Gas... Not Gas Man. Uh, <laughs> the sack, the sack Man. man. <laughs> it's when he, he knocks her out, knocks her unconscious. Um, and this is when... Uh, dawn arrives and usually in horror movies when dawn arrives everything feels nice and finally we're the sun is up i'm at ease 
I feel like we've escaped the horrors of the night, but no, the horrors are just beginning uh, because Kristen and James are both tied to chairs in the living room. The intruders are standing before them, just like my background, presenting themselves in a way. Um, and obviously they take their masks off as well. And I feel like this is because they genuinely want to see the they want to see the reactions up close as they kill these people because they seem to when they commit these murders in this one and in the sequel they like to be right up close it seems they're really fascinated by like yeah. blood and like the act of sharp objects going into bodies um and also i kind of thought well when they take the mask off i wouldn't think oh we might get away i'd think we're definitely gonna die now because yeah because yeah, yeah, oh, you can let me go i haven't seen your face yeah no, oh i've seen your face got it and then yeah, it... look yeah. It's Sorry, like a weird bit, of, weird bit of power play, isn't it? It's kind of like I'm going to kill you now, but here, hello. <laughs> this yeah. is what I look like. It's it's quite it's quite ominous. Actually. Quite, I I like that little. And like I said at the beginning, like before we started recording, probably like it's the fact that we don't see it. That's cool. I enjoyed yeah. that. That is cool. Because we kind of see cool. we see them like from the side or like just from behind. Mm. We, we see like, the hair and we face. see like, it's like the... little bits. It's not like enough. It's great. Yeah. No, I do like it now. It's good. I would prefer it's like definitely slightly prefer obscured. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. And I think the acts of like these murders as well, like are proper horrible. I think there's something about them where it doesn't mm. feel like Hollywood and cinematic, like a horror film anymore. Like it just feels like kind of quite nasty. Like just it's like watching. a horrible, slow, blue, brutal stab, yeah. isn't it? And they and all take kind of... it in turns. That's mm. kind of why it reminded me of um, Zodiac in a way. Maybe yeah. because it was, it was the daylight situation of it. It was the helplessness situation of it, um, and the fact that there's like a couple kind of like almost communicating to each other right next to each other. They both know that they're gonna die. But oh, and she's put the it. um, she put the engagement ring on. Oh, did she? Unless the murderers put it on her. She does try it on before the terrorizing mm. begins. I'm not sure if she keeps it on, but. Just trying to emphasize maybe to see what it'd be it's, like. It's, de- so. it's definitely on when they're tied to the chairs, yeah. Yeah. And they're together, yeah. they're holding hands, they have a moment of mm. being together. No thanks to you, Scott Speedman, you could have done so much more to help them escape. <laughs> but um but yeah, they um <laughs> then they they both get stabbed. Um the unmasked killers walk off to their car. Um they see some boys delivering some pamphlets. Do you want one of these? Is oh, are you a sinner? It's just a bit presumptive, isn't <laughs> you it? Don't like, half of it. Not for me to say, really, yeah. is it? I'm not in. I'm not in your religion yet, so like, I don't know what what's qualified. I mean, do you just stabbing a couple up count? Let me just check. I will take that and I'll see if I'm before, a sinner. I'll get back to you. Before they left the house, yeah. though, Kirsten, when she was pleading with them, she did say, "At like, why are you doing this? Not that I would help." And they said, "Oh, because you were home." Because I, you were home, yeah. Yeah. Which, what do you think that means? Is that literally that, that this was a complete act of, ra- like a random act? Yeah, it's it, it's kind of, it's the famous line from this film, and I think it's kind of left intentionally vague. Um, mm. I think it was just, they didn't even want to give them a satisfactory answer, and they were just like, you were there, we were bored, whatever. Um, yeah. But but it could it could be a wider thing. It could be you know, like like you said it like earlier, Andy, like they were targeting like affluent neighborhoods, maybe it was that. But it's not really explicitly said, but that's part of the beauty of this film is that you don't know yeah. why. 
in the in the sequel, Dollface uh, gets unmasked, and when they ask her the same question, she says, "Why not?" Yeah, um, it's the the indifference, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of made me feel like you know, like uh, Joker in the Dark Knight is he's got his his origin story is different no matter who he talks to. He he says like, "Do you want to?" Dollface is like pretty the Edmund Hillary of murders. Like, why do you climb Mount Everest? Because it's there. Like, when are you killing? Well, you know. (laughs) There ain't nothing on TV these days, is there? You know what I mean? Ain't no no youth clubs. No youth clubs, Um, exactly, yeah. yeah, If there was, I'd be fine. My take on this was, again, I think it's a little bit of inspiration from, yes, it's the random nature, and it's like, you know, it it isn't personal is uh you know it's a completely random attack based on who they could find i think it also maybe leans into the you know the real life crimes that this is based on this is exactly what they did in the manson family murders they went around knocking people's doors if no one answered the door they moved on to the next house it's probably what this is uh potentially inspired by a little bit so they knocked on people's yeah. doors and wait till they find someone who mm. is home and like people did in those days answer the door yeah mm. Um, and yeah, as you, as you mentioned, obviously the when they're leaving, they give they sort of talk to the little Mormon boys. Well, that's what I listed as anyway, Mormon boys. Um, and they go to the house, and obviously they discover the bodies. What's weird is Kristen like sort of crawls when she's not quite dead. She crawls and like sort of dies next to James's brother. No, I is thought that... she was next to James. They were like in a little pile, and then she does crawl like, next <laughs> to her at one point, but. Are there two cuts of this, everybody? Because it looked to me like Kristen Kirsten was just poorly. She does a scream at the end. Oh, yeah. She did a big scream at the end. Oh, she loves a big scream, doesn't she? Scares yeah, a little, big scream. Little boys. Hello, are you all right? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. what, what's our take on this? Did she, you know, we don't, we don't get a bit of text that says, Kirsten died on the way to hospital. Do you think she's fine? I think if you've got someone tied up in front of you and your sole intention is to kill them, you've got to mess that up pretty badly to leave them alive. I'm not saying they're bad at their jobs, but, you know, they're not great. They do it in the sequel as well. Stab stab a man in a swimming pool. I think he's definitely dead. He bloody lives as well. (laughs) Yeah, he's fine. He's at hospital at the end. He's fine. He's just poorly. Uh, So, Um, yeah. But, but, But then again, is that intentional, you know? Are they doing these things to... Is the act of what, killing? There's a new yeah. trilogy coming up, Ben. Or you could do a proper legacy sequel. You leave it. I mean, we we're already, we're already what? What's up? What years did this come out, Ben? 20, 20, 2004, was it? 2008. 2008. So we are, you know, we're already past the ten years. Like we're not, we're not too far of a twenty-year anniversary. You wait till the end of this trilogy. You can have Liv Tyler with grey hair this time. Coming back, H2O style. Um, <laughs> so you made me poorly 20, 20 years ago and killed a man that I was probably not going to marry. Now, for the last 20 years, I have waited for a dreadful revenge all this time. strangers. And this time, they're not strangers because she'll know all about them. She'll have researched them, got their Facebook. She'll know all of the... She'll know all of that. She's things. got little mannequins of the strangers in her garden that pop up and she shoots them with a shotgun. She's better of a shotgun than James. <laughs> she knows how to load it with her eyes closed. She knows exactly how to load it. Uh, yeah, so that's it. That's the end. That is The Strangers. Obviously, I know we mentioned the sequel a little bit. I guess we just talk about that just a tad. Not the story so much, but just how much. I think it's got a bit of a cult following as far as I can tell. Um, a lot of people kind of say it's um, 
on a par with the original. Some people say it's better. Some people say it's it's terrible. It's worse. Awful. I, in a kind of a weird way, enjoyed it. To to maybe it's because it was like a fresh first time watch for me, whereas I'd seen The Strangers before, so I kind of knew what to expect. But I found it kind of a little bit. It was weird. It was almost like an eighties horror movie masquerading mm-hmm. sorry no like a, a mid-2000s movie masquerading as an 80s movie i could just keep imagining mm-hmm. it in an 80s setting um, yeah. and i mean i am a bit of a sucker for a power ballad regardless of the context it did feel like they were just kind of just shoved into this film um, <laughs> but i still thought it was kind of interesting i thought the fact that i mean i didn't expect and again spoilers for the strangers pray at night i didn't expect any of the major characters the major antagonists to die and they all did. So that was kind of a bit of a shock. Um, I don't think like the, the protagonist characters are really great. Or I do like Christina Hendricks when she's in stuff, but she didn't get much to do, did she? I kind of liked the thought. I liked the thought of her being a final girl, but she wasn't. I kind of think it was probably it took the concept um, as far as it could take it, though. That's That's the only problem I thought, which is why I'm thinking about this next trilogy. Like, what are they going to do? Because I feel like we've kind of exhausted the the level of which they could do. Like, all right, imagine the strangers at your house. Oh, that's terrifying. Imagine your strangers at kind of like a Butlins, but it's, it's <laughs> but it's deserted. A neon oh, yeah, Butlins. Yeah, a neon, yeah. But imagine a neon Butlins. Oh, yeah. Out of season. Fun. Yeah. So who knows what next is going to be? It's going to be taking place at Fort Park in the day. I don't know. <laughs> On a busy Fort Park day. Yeah. What did you think, Andy? Um, I yeah, I you can see the budget that's come into it. It feels like it's got a little bit more polish behind it. Not, you know, I think it's just a bit. I didn't feel like it looked like they spent more or less money on it. I have to look it up, but like it feels like it's a little bit more Hollywood. You've got needle drops that aren't like the old timey songs. You've got like, I guess they are quite old songs, but like you know what I mean. You've got like input more recognizable more up-to-date music you have like mm. in just the way that the titles uh delivered it feels like there's a little bit more like film production that's gone into this one but yeah having an entire family made it i think um you lose a bit of the focus and you don't build so much tension because you for the pacing of a movie you you're they're trying to get people killed off in mm. um you know, in that speed. And I also find it a little, it took me out of it a little bit that you have, you know, four families worth, you know, a family of fours worth of phones to <laughs> conveniently have to eliminate all right, the time. I just got smashed up at the same point. Yeah, so I contrivances think... were there. Um, I kind of like that there was a toll on the, on the, on the murderers at, at times as a way to kind of wrap it up. But yeah, that was, that was, that was my take. I, I'm I'm with Lucy. I think that the originality of the first one probably carries it a little bit further for me, but mm-hmm. I didn't dislike it. I wasn't like oh, yawn. It was fine. I How about I, you, Lucy? I, mean, I know not, you weren't not, a huge fan. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not. Ju- I'm not jumping in there. I didn't want to say. All I want to say is I think maybe, maybe I might need to think about it a bit more. Maybe I enjoyed the sequel just a little bit more than the original. That might be horrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's mad. I mean, I think obviously we we mentioned who the director was. I think he does have a following, so I think fans of his were gonna like it regardless. Um, I do like his work. I think forty seven meters down is very good. 
this is one of those films where I'm like, it should have just stayed as a sort of standalone piece and a standalone piece that felt low budget and gritty, whereas the more cinematic out there nature of the second one felt like it wasn't really a stranger's film because it was too like, you know, because the first one was just <laughs> two people in a house getting terrorised by three figures, which was just more engaging for me, whereas the second one was like, let's put it in like a holiday camp and whatever. Like, I just, I don't know. I just, it, it just didn't work for me. It just, just wasn't my mm. cup of tea. That's I'm going to put this to you, Lucy. Would you like that film more mm. if they are completely uncorrected strangers, if it's just called Pray at Night, Not the Strangers, and mm. it's just three completely unconnected people? Would you have liked that film more? Because it feels like this could have been a brilliant copy insert, because apart from the recognisable masks, other than that, there doesn't need to be a connection with the original. Would you think honestly, you've looked at it more favourably? Honestly, yeah, yeah. I think that that's kind of the sad thing about it, though, is is mm. that if it, if it was just a, another original idea, that would have been great. But it's the fact that they were trying to sort of cash in on the stranger's name just didn't didn't really do it for me. Um, I I feel like a film like The Strangers needs to be a bit. Like, I don't want to say shitty; it's the wrong word, but like a bit like. A bit lo-fi, a little just bit. Dark and, yeah, 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 like dark and whatever. Like It's just, I don't know. Like a bit of a grubby indie feel to it with like not a huge cast, not a um, exactly. mm-hmm. not a huge number mm-hmm. of locations. It felt a bit spaced out because it felt like that camp was in the middle of nowhere and you could have just noped out and ran in a direction into the middle of nowhere if you'd wanted to. There was no way that three people could have kept tabs on you yeah. as an entire yeah. family. Yeah, the, the, this is the problem, I think, obviously, with the, the home invasion aspect of the first one, is that they haven't really got far to go and they're sort of more isolated, which is what I like about The Strangers, whereas the second one, like you say, you could have just scarped and that was it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just harsh with sequels. <laughs> no, I think, it's, um, I think it's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. If it, if it was just this, just a film that was just a, here's three people, four people, whatever, terrorising a bunch of, that would have been mm. more interesting to me, yeah. I mean, now you mention it though, maybe this is what the third one does. Oh, the mm. you know the new series that's coming. You could, in theory, make these films that they never have any connection. You could make anyone that the mm. only thematic thing you have the same is that you have three people in masks. I mean, by the time you get to five, you're going to need to introduce a baby or something. I guess Scrappy Doo style, but <laughs> like you could just say like you know, I'm not baby saw... stranger, but like. Round one, the strangers won. Round two, the strangers all get killed, but you know they do kill three members. No, only two members of the family. So technically, on scoring, the strangers lost that one. Um, it's three two. Um, but um, you could have just inexplicably in the new one, three strangers, all the same. Nothing, nothing has to be connected. You could make this basically an anthology, and the strangers are just a thing that appear, and it's. Completely different scenario. Antarctic base, bottom of the sea, the moon, Hawaii. <laughs> the moon. <laughs> um, like you could you could do something like that and just have completely thematic links, but no narrative ones. I'd kind of be up for that. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. strangers are because they could be anybody. Could be mm. bloody anyone, couldn't they? On board the strangers um, crew. I mean, I guess. 
I guess we on that note we need to rate the film, but I don't know if you've got any name game before that, Andy. I've not really. I've got, I've got a couple of episodes of the Have name you? game for you, Ben. It's been a couple right. of weeks. We've been we've not been together for a while. Um, so so I've got a couple of name games for you. What's the synopsis? Oh God, good question. <laughs> I've closed that window down, haven't I? Well, the the synopsis is a young couple staying in an isolated vacation home are terrorized by three unknown assailants. Okay, um, so a young couple, and this is the first one for you, a young couple um, spending some time at a holiday home get a mysterious knock on the door, and it's a big bald man in a beam of light who wants them to take on mysterious powers to fight an evil sorceress. Uh, I mean, it's Zordon, isn't it? It is Zordon, so what are they? What? Like what? The Rangers. The Rangers. Very good. <laughs> the Rangers. I'll have accepted the Power Rangers. Do you want uh, Ben? Well, I don't want to... Well, I'm not going to say it's the same answer. However... <laughs> uh, okay, so... my This one is... What's the synopsis again? I've closed the window then again. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> it's a couple of visit holiday mad. A young couple staying at an isolated vacation home are terrorised by... A football team from Glasgow. <laughs> Celtic, no. <laughs> Arctic Thistle. Um, no. Is it Glasgow Rangers? It's Glasgow Rangers. And then they go, oh, leave us alone. But then a few minutes later, another team turn up from London. West Ham? Barham. <laughs> not, not West Ham. Not, not the Millwall. Another team from London. Are they from London? I think they're from London. Another team from London who wear blue and white hoops. Not not in the Premier League currently. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> Fuck all about football, Ben. I'm like Pro Evolution Soccer. Is it Manchester Red? I no. mean, all, all I know is the Premier League. That's it. <laughs> it is the Queen's Park Rangers. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody calls them that. They call them QPR. I know they do, but for, this, but for this, for the sake, for the sake of this name game, I decided yeah. to go uh, to the Rangers. Rangers. Okay, look, I'm... it's it's half a, like it's half ten. I blanked on their name. All right. Okay, <laughs> so we'll let you here's another one for you. <laughs> require no sports knowledge. So a couple mm. visiting a holiday home um, find themselves absolutely terrified by um some 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 baddens that come to get them but they manage to hide themselves in a little container for keeping straw to feed animals or a baby jesus in the mangers the mangers mangers. very good (laughs) you got another one ben uh do i have another one good question um so yeah okay well it might have to be the last one (laughs) I got one a more. young couple staying in an isolated vacation home are terrorized by three unknown assailants, but they should have known not to open the door to these people because their mum and dad or a, or parent or guardian would have told them never to do it. We've all been told about this when we're younger. Don't speak to stranger them. dangers. It's the stranger <laughs> dangers. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, my last one is a couple go on a they're away in a holiday home and they get absolutely terrorized 
by a family who have lost their minds after their daughter pissed off to wizard school and never comes back to visit in the holidays anymore. The Grangers. The Grangers, <laughs> correct. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> That's good. And having confirmed there, no other words rhyme with strangers that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is literally it. That's all the words that rhyme with strangers. Cool. Uh, brilliant. What a great edition of, of uh, the name game. We need to rate the movie. A to F, pluses and minuses are allowed. Uh, Lucy, would you like to start us off? Yeah, um, I'll put it right in the middle at a C because I love this film. I acknowledge it's got some stupid flaws and you can make fun of it and whatever. But it's a solid entry into the home invasion slasher genre. And I think I I think the watchability is great. The sound design is great. They're overall just, it's just a good one to watch with people. Um, and I think I will always revisit it. And I'm happy that you got me on to talk about it. Yes. Um, so straight in the middle, put it at a C, yeah. Very nice. Amazing. Which I often do. <laughs> that is very middling. Consider, I thought mm. you would have gone gone higher than that for some reason. No, because it's um, it's, it's one of one of those where like I know I said that I enjoy it, but like I I fully yeah, acknowledge yeah. that it's not like a masterpiece kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, sort of, it's 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 fine, and fine is good. Fine is good. Yeah, fine is good. Andy, where would you like to go? Go uh, ever so slightly higher. I think I'm going to go for a C plus on this one because. Yeah, I think it does a lot of really cool things. You know, there's there's tropey elements to it. There's there's bits that can be frustrating to think, oh, you'd have escalated this by now and you'd be trying to actually get them. Um, but it's a real pressure cooker to start with. I like it that you just have a couple of characters. You know, there are you know, with the append with apart from Dennis Reynolds, who's only with us for a couple of moments, here for a good time, not a long time. But um you know, there's so much work put into the tension that you get for these individual characters being tormented. And it probably gets a little boost by the fact that it was preceded and definitely influenced, probably, with hindsight now, a nothing event. But at the time, one of the scariest moments I remember living in <laughs> that these strangers were after me. Um, Are you the strangers so, out there? Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a C plus on this one. It's uh, astounding that it's been this long before I got round to watching it again. But um, mm. yeah, some really cool stuff. Amazing. Um, How about I'm you, gonna have to go for a C minus, um, <sighs> mainly because, as I said, I've seen it before. So like the way it pla- the way it panned out, it didn't really do anything for me this time. I think it's definitely a good film to watch the once. I think if you watch it more than once, yeah kind of yeah i don't know um also like i guess i've seen a lot of the home invasion movies so you're always kind of trying to pick them apart in your head really um which is why maybe i had a slightly better time with the sequel um i don't know why just because there was had a bit of a bit of style to it and maybe after this film which is quite like like it's not the nicest watch really is it like it, it doesn't end in a particularly like there's no one really fighting back in any successful way uh, there's no like moment. There's no hope or anything like that for that. These people are maybe going to get out of this. It's yeah. just a brutal, sort of nasty film, isn't it? But which yeah, is fine. it comes I'll to let, something I'll... when the the most amount of hope is. Oh, she's alright. She's put the engagement ring on. That's the she's nicest put the engagement hope ring back on. It's fine. The most amount of hope was when he said, "Ah, oh, there's an old radio in the barn. Thank yeah. God for that. Get out there." <laughs> I mean, right. I guess Ben, you could compare it to. Phil, we mentioned a few weeks ago, funny games. It makes this looks like a lap a minute. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Oh, I do love funny games, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, Christ, you'd, well, you'd welcome love. the strangers in, wouldn't you? Be like, lads, get in. <laughs> get in, I know. I tell you what, <laughs> always depend on the kindness of strangers comparatively. You know, those <laughs> horrible, seemingly polite German lads. God, yeah. <laughs> There we go then. I think average it. So we're at, looks like we're averaging at a C across the board yeah, for that. Averaging at a C across the across the middle. You got Ben who says oh, right. it's all right. Lucy says it's all right, and I say it's all right. <laughs> Slightly higher <laughs> turn of Slightly yeah. higher tone. Great. Uh, brilliant. So uh, thanks so much for joining us again, Lucy. It's been a pleasure. Maybe join us for the Strangers Chapter One if we decide to do a main line episode on that in May. Yeah. Mm. See what yeah, happens. Yeah. Where can our listeners find you online? I mean, we'll put it in the show notes as well, of course, yeah. but it's good to know as well. So I'm on Twitter um, at, at Lucy Jade Buglis, uh, and then Instagram is just Lucy Buglis. Nice. Amazing. Wonderful. Mm. We'll put that in, we'll put that in the show notes. So yeah, thanks, thanks. so don't much pigeon for joining us. Us. Don't pigeonhole yourself to just strangers related content now, Lucy. If you oh, want to no. come and see any small killers again, <laughs> tell yeah. you what, Ben. Leprechaun 2 could be happening. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, Absolutely we really not. Need <laughs> uh, yeah, so thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to our current patrons. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review. Um, and head over to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Discord. We're all over the place. Just search Horror Hangout Podcast. You will find us next week. Is next week? Is it the last episode of the month? Next week already. Can't the not last believe episode it. Episode in February already, and we have an absolute screamer to finish on. If I do say so myself, we sure do. We sure do. Another returning guest this month has been all about returning guests. Alice Taylor Matthews is coming back to the show to discuss Frankenhooker, which oh. will be an absolute riot, absolute treat of all no sorts doubt. of things. Wonderful Looking guest, a wonderful, it. a wonderful film. What a yeah. time. What a time up. to be alive. And of course, today has been absolutely great as well. So thank you so much, Lucy. Thank you, uh, my thank pleasure. you Andy. Thank you, Andy. Thanks very much, uh, everybody. Bye for now. Bye. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't answer the door, for goodness sake, please. Just don't bother. That's what I would say. Don't answer the door, whatever it takes. And also, don't even <laughs> no bother one's been... proposing. Don't bother no proposing. No one's killed by strangers by not answering the door. It's true. See you later. Okay. One thing you must do, they put the fucking ice cream away if you're bloody good, please. Put the ice cream in the freezer <laughs> on your way out, for God's sake. See you later. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.